We're just, uh, I guess, crutching at whatever little piece of information comes along uh, to try and find a place where we might be able to concentrate the efforts. Milton Keynes Museum says it would be interested in providing a new home for the point. The council has given permission for the cinema to be knocked down to make way for a new shopping centre. Matt Lockwood reports. The point in Milton Keynes was home to the UK's first multiplex cinema and while many people agree with its demolition, some are still trying to preserve it. The museum has said that in principle it would like to give the point a new home as part of its transformation. Other suggestions include turning the structure into a climbing frame for children. A ceremony will be held in Poland today to mark the 70th anniversary of the Great Escape. 50 RAF officers were killed by the Gestapo following the breakout at Stalagluff 3. Air Commodore Charles Clark, who was in the camp on the night of the escape, said, says it was worthwhile despite the loss of lives. I think it was a remarkable achievement, and I've said this so many times. When you think that they did it with no tools, in conditions of great secrecy, when you think the chaps who lost their lives, what they have missed, you know, during the 70 years we've had. A campaign has begun to encourage more people from the Asian community to support Luton Town Football Club. Around 100 Asian women were invited to watch Saturday's match between the Hatters and Chester at Kenilworth Road. And there was a favourable reaction to Luton's 3-0 win and the reception they received inside the ground. And the weather will be misty with frost at first this morning, but clearing to leave a dry and sunny day. Top temperatures around 12 degrees Celsius, that's 54 degrees Fahrenheit. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Lee? Yes. Was that a dramatic pause for effect, or were, were, well, were you expecting some audio to I, pop I, out there? I could hear oh. some um, Asian women whispering slightly in the background there, so um, I, they sounded happy. Well, th- as long as they're happy. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's full of people who love the town themselves, they're very passionate about it. It's all about where you live. Attractive, fun, very friendly. All this week, we're featuring Letchworth. Quite a bit of old, and you've got fair amount of contemporary sort of modern stuff. Everyone seems to know everyone, everyone sort of always speaks. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's light outside, whoop de flipping do And the, they've even messed around with the clocks yet. I nearly said dicked around with the clocks, but I don't think you can say that. I don't think you can say that. That's coming next week, isn't it? The ne- next weekend we lose an hour? Oh, great, thanks, guys, thanks. Yeah, great idea. Let's, let's lose an hour's sleep, shall we? I'm a bit grumpy today. I've got a sinus headache. Sinus headache, it hurts. With it. Lots to talk about this morning, including a solar farm, the point, and what did happen when a hundred Asian women went to Luton Town to watch the football at the weekend. Well, Justin Dealey was there. We'll find out exactly what happened. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three County. Boom, shakalaka boom. Good day, sunshine. 
Three Counties Radio, 08459 455 555. Now, the English countryside is never more glorious than when it's caressed by the sunshine. Picture, if you will, the bright yellow of rapeseed or the vivid red of a poppy's field basking in the summer glow. Well, you could plough the whole lot up and whack some solar panels in. That's what's being proposed in Barton Le Clay in Bedfordshire. According to leaflets distributed round the village last week, the project at Faldo Farm would be big enough to provide electricity for 3,000 homes, enough for the entire neighbourhood. Well, from uh, Luton Greens, it's Mark Scheiman. Mark, I'm sure you're over cock-a-hoop about this, are you? Yes, uh, I'll have to correct you. They're, they're not going to be ploughing fertile land up and uh, putting grotty old solar panels in. They're using low-grade agricultural land and they're going to to be keeping it grass so as sheep and cows can still graze there so it still will have some agricultural use and it also gives us local energy which is a win-win situation. Some people would argue that the CPRE for example say it's industrialising our countryside. Yeah it's on a very very low scale kind of industrialising. This is something that gives energy continuously even in the darkest winter months it puts power into the local community and i do mean the local community because this company are talking about sharing the profits amongst local people and local residents in the area so that surely is anything but industrial i mean when did you last see any of the major six energy companies give anything into their communities do, do, uh, why does this happen more often, Mark? If it's such a good idea, why don't we see more of this? Well, it's, it's going to have to happen more often. Uh, we now realise that we've got this massive deficit of the shortage of power. We have the television, your own channel, producing programmes saying, look, we've got this big 
black hole of energy, we need to top it up. And if this company is realistic, and it's talking about putting it in uh, towards the end of next year, then that is a very quick solution to providing power for 3,000 houses that is really glorious and should be happening more often. Are solar solar panels better than they were about five, six years ago? Are they more efficient? Because they were a good idea, but they were a little bit rubbish, weren't they? Yes. I mean, there there are two grades of solar panels. There's the low, um, silly ones that, that I bought to try and charge my mobile phone and anything but the brightest sunlight would uh, fail. Um, but the newer ones and the efficiency of them and the actual science behind it, the, the direction that they put it in, the prevailing sunlight that they look for, uh, it all is a much more calculated art now. Mark, thank you for your time. A ridiculous o'clock in the morning. Thank- there can't be anybody who'd object to this, can there? Can there? Maybe it's you. 08459 455 555. Why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot of redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone digger, dogs in the moonlight. Far away, my well-lit door. Mr. Beer Melly, Beer Melly, get these mutts away from me, you know. I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. I can call you Betty, Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. A man walks down the street, he says, Why am I short of attention? Got a short little span of attention, and all my nights are so long. Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who'll be my role model? Now that my role model is gone, gone Be ducked back down the alley with some Roly-poly little bat-faced girl All along, along There were incidents and accidents There were hints and allegations If you'll be my bodyguard I can be your long-lost pal I can call you daddy And daddy when you call Scatterlings and orphanages He looks around 
light out. Can you believe it? And uh, Kelly Betts has posted a high-definition photograph of uh, Luton Town in the sunlight on Twitter, at BBC3CR, if you want to see what that bad boy looks like. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Starting by looking on the speed sensors at the Park Street roundabout to the North Orbital approach to St Albans, looking slow at the moment. And also, as you pass Digswell, the Hartford Road is slow going, heading towards the A1M and Wellin. In Hitchin, Pearton Road heading towards the centre of town is struggling a little, but the major routes are looking good at the moment. Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Right, 6.15, it's Monday the 24th of March, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A 15-hectare solar farm could be built at Barton the Clay in Bedfordshire. A Chinese plane may have spotted debris from the missing Malaysian plane in the southern Indian Ocean. And Milton Keynes Museum says it could rehome the Red Pyramid when the Point Cinema is knocked down. The weather today, dry and sunny, 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. How about a bit of murder and death, particularly local murder and death from the 19th century? I mean, one of the crimes in the book, I think there's a potential there for miscarriage of justice. Here until three o'clock this afternoon. More great music to come in the next two and a half hours. Every once in a while, I like a little bit of epic on this programme. Nick Coffer. Today, I'm just outside of Aylesbury at Stoke Mandeville. I'm at Hula, which is an animal rescue centre in the paediatrics ward of the L&D Hospital. I'm in Albans. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every time I think of you. Trying hard to 
BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459 555 555. Hey, do you remember when we told you that permission had been given for developers to knock down the point in Milton Keynes? Well, it's now been suggested the point could be given a new home at the MK Museum or even turned into a climbing frame. Oh, we're going to... Here's what people had to say about the building when they, they spoke to our reporter, Justin Dealey. Well, Anne, the iconic point in Milton Keynes. Yes. Are you going to miss it? Nope. Not at all. Tell me why. Because it's... Well, not used. I've only ever been once. Um, in 15 years. So, really, the might as well put something that's a bit more use than it just standing there. Empty or nearly empty. I mean, is it... Is it a major landmark for Milton Keynes? But by getting rid of that, you're getting rid of a lot of history here, aren't you? Well, it is a landmark, I suppose. But as I say, we got rid of the Willan Whale on Willan Lake. Mm. About time the point went. Well, madam, as somebody who lives in Milton Keynes, will you miss the point at all? Absolutely, because that's the first thing I've actually um, saw when I came here. And as um, my friend here said, you know, it's the perfect meeting point for, for everyone. If you say meet you at the point, everyone knows where it is. If you say meet you at Midsummer Place, nobody really cares where, where that is. And also, obviously, the buses go through there, so it's kind of really, really busy place there as well. Um, you've got the cinema. And it's just, it's just a, really a landmark for, for, for people. And it's been here like a, like a heritage, I would say. Yeah. Like a part of the history city. of Absolutely. the new city. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Fiona, we're, we're looking at the point here. It looks a bit tatty. Are you going to miss this place? Um, no, probably not, because nobody ever goes there. I mean, it's a, a focal point, you know, for, for Milton Keynes, and it's like, you know, obviously when people sort of talk about Milton mm. Keynes, they talk about the point, but everything now is more focused on um, the escape building. And what's your memories of coming here? It's been here since, what, 1985? Have you got some good memories here at the point? Yeah, we, um, sort of in my younger days, we all, all used to come up here, just clubbing it and 
and that. Quite sad what's happened, because you've got to admit, it does look rather tatty, rather run down. When you see that, is it quite sad to look at it like that? It is, yeah. It's very sad. I mean, I would have thought that, you know, somebody would have done something about it. Well, Paul Bartlett has been campaigning to save the point. Morning, Paul. Good morning. Well, the, the museum might take it up. What do you make of that? I think it's a very interesting idea, and I think it just shows that people in Milton Keynes are, are very passionate about keeping the point in the in the new city and reminding people that it's part of the folklore um, of Milton Keynes from the 1980s when the city was being developed. I'm confused. Would they, so would they, they what the museum would take the whole building and move it? Would they? Well, I, I, I actually think that it's not really a feasible idea for the museum to do you that. You couldn't put it on the back of a truck, could you? That would be tricky. Well, you you need an awful lot of trucks yeah. <laughs> if, if you're going to do that. I think it, it, it would be nice if Milton Keynes, for example, had a museum in the centre of the town. So why not turn the point, as it is, into a museum and develop whatever the Hammersons, the, the um, owners of the site around a new museum providing a good service for the history of Milton Keynes, one in the building itself, and secondly to um, you know, a, a place where the artefacts of Milton Keynes can be can be placed. It's tatty, isn't it? It's tatty and it's a dump and we need to get rid of it, surely. Come on, Paul, be sensible. Well, I have to admit that I'm not as good-looking as I used to be, and people might say that I'm looking a bit tatty at the end, but I'd be disappointed if people wanted to get rid of me. Well. So, you know, I, you know we, we need to look at things a little bit more objectively than the fact that it leads a little bit of pain to a little bit of love and care. It's, it's an iconic building. My daughter said to me last night, in, when we were in Central Milton Keynes, it's basically it's a signature building to Milton Keynes. And, I, you know, and that's what it is. Milton Keynes is the point. If you take away the point, from Milton Keynes, there is no building. There's no point. That, any, that, that, that anyone can actually say that is Milton Keynes. They've got, they've got a nice John Lewis, haven't they? Um, yes, but it's inside the building, yeah. which is, you know, contagious about every other national chain that you could possibly think of. The, the point is unique. There isn't another one of that design in the, in the UK, and there isn't another building with the significant cin- cinema history in the UK. I like the idea of it becoming a climbing frame. Now, I could buy into that. Well, it could be part of it. I mean, you know, <laughs> and it, could be, it could be lots of uses, but if it's not there, it's going to be nothing, is it? It's going to be lost forever. Paul, very wise words. If it's not there, it's going to be nothing. He makes an excellent point. What do you think? You know my views on the point. Let's get rid of it. Let's bulldoze that bad boy down. It looks awful. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give me a call. You can also go to uh, facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR.
from beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, things building up between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. And also on the A5 northbound, things were a little busy passing through Dunstable. Still passing Digswell on the Hartford Road, things are slow as you head towards the A1M and Wellin. But public transport, that's looking good. We've got no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Half past six, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, plans are underway to build a solar park at Barton Le Clay in Bedfordshire. It could provide electricity for 3,000 homes. Reports from Beijing say that a Chinese plane has seen an object in the ocean where debris from the missing Malaysia Airways plane may have been spotted. And Milton Keynes Museum says it could provide a new home for the point. The council has given permission for the iconic cinema to be knocked down to make way for a new shopping centre. The weather will be misty with frost at first this morning but clearing to leave a dry and sunny day top temperatures around 12 degrees celsius that's 54 degrees fahrenheit three counties sports bbc three counties radio the Luton Town boss John Still has told BBC Three Counties Radio that lone striker Paul Benson will still be at the club next season. Benson scored in the 3-0 win over Chester on Saturday, putting the Hatters 14 points clear at the top of the conference. Luton head to Grimsby tomorrow night, and Benson believes they can pull further away from second-place Cambridge. It'll be very hard for them to, to, to uh, overturn that, especially with, with us having you know eight more games left to play. Um, you'd fancy we'd, we'd, we'd win a few of them as well. So, um, yeah, if we can go to Grimsby, which is no is no easy feat, you know, go there and get three points. Not many clubs have done that this season, but if we can do that, it just edges us a little bit closer to, to where we want to be and, uh, you know, our ultimate goal. MK Dons are now three points from the League One playoffs after their dramatic 3-2 away win at local rival Stevenage. The Dons are now seeking an assistant manager after Gary Waddock's departure to Oxford. Tottenham came from two goals down to beat Southampton 3-2 at White Hart Lane. Its first win in five for Spurs and boss Tim Sherwood is still looking for a place in the Champions League. I think it's tough for us, you know, we're going to try and accumulate as many points as we can. You know, we'll keep looking at the tables and they don't change, you know, but it's good to get off 53 points because we've been on there for a while. And, and do the double over, over a good team like Southampton is very pleasing for us today. But as I say, we're just trying to get as many as we can and see where it takes us. Cambridge United lifted the FA Trophy for the first time in their history with their 4-0 win over Gosport Borough. England cricket captain Stuart Broad has been fined by the ICC for criticising umpires after their World T20 defeat yesterday. And finally, in tennis, Andy Murray is through to the fourth round of the Miami Masters Tennis. BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at 7 o'clock. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. David's on the line. Morning, David. Morning, Ian. David, what have you you called in for? Well, I just wanted to say that... um, A couple of things, actually. Um, The first thing is a really, really big thank you to the National Health Service. Why? What have those guys done? Well, they've actually got me up and mobile. Three years ago, um, I, was in, I couldn't walk. I was in absolute agony. Couldn't travel on the London Underground. Couldn't travel on public transport buses. And um, really couldn't walk. I was in absolute agony. You know, I, I'd scream if I was in a car and go over a bump. 
and the guys have got me, um, but with a number of um, operations on my spine and uh, pain relief injections now in happy mm. joints about every six months. Um, I actually am mobile, in fact, so mobile that at the beginning of uh, February, I decided at 67 to put my, because when, when this happened, I had to give up a successful interim career. At 67, I thought I'd test the um, temperature of the water. Well, um, I'm now travelling to uh, Birmingham, and by the way, I think I know that hotel you were talking about last oh, week. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I would go there. I, I've got an absolutely fantastic hotel in Coventry, um, run by this guy called Luke, who, like myself, is an ex-rugby guy, so fantastic. So, is that how you did your back-in, playing rugby? Well, more squash than rugby, and it's possible that... Squash? When, when my you, did your back, you did your back-in playing squash? Yeah, but... You I lightweight. I played with rugby players who oh. squashed you into the wall. Ah, I see. You, you're, 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 playing, yeah, you're playing squash squash, yes, of course. Squash squash, absolutely, yes. Yeah. So you're uh, all well and good and you're working and you're... I've got to be honest, David, you've got a very young voice for 67. Well, I tell you, I tell you Ian, I'm, I'm, I'm euphoric. I'm over the moon. I mean, they don't, I don't think they know how old I am, but so what? You know, that's one of the good things that Labour did. I mean, they can't actually ask oh. your age. This is, this is turning into a, a, the, the kind of um, a socialist loving. You want to big up the NHS and now you're bigging up the Labour Party. What on earth I'm is going on? Big, I'm not bigging up the Labour Party in absolutely no way. When that idiot Brown told people a few years ago that um, he increased the number of um, companies, um, people like me who were working um, as an interim under an umbrella organisations suddenly found we couldn't do that anymore. If we wanted to claim dividends, we had to work as limited companies. And loads and loads and loads of contractors became limited company people, which inflated the number of people, um, a number of companies. And Brown sort of sat up in Parliament and said, oh, look what I've done. I tell you what, I nearly went on my soapbox there. Well, don't don't go on any soapbox, Dave. Listen, I'm glad your back is well. I'm glad the NHS have done a good job and safe travels. The, the, he's referring to a hotel I stayed in in Birmingham a few weeks ago, and I left um, a very very negative review on TripAdvisor. I then looked at TripAdvisor. It's got 139 other very very bad reviews. Oh really? There's, how is that place even in business? I'm tempted to go there and uh, do a dirty protest. Oh, uh, what's our? It's already been done. It's been it? a, what's our phone number here? I've got such a bad head. I oh, can't wait, remember. Four five nine. That's the four fella. Double five. Yes. Five double five. There we go. All 
take For a cup of cold coffee and a piece of cake People who've been working for 50 years No one asks for more money Cause nobody cares Even though they're pretty low And they're rinsing arrears Matthew and Sam Matthew and Sam Matthew and Sam They've been working all day, all day, all day Matthew and Sam Matthew and Sam Matthew and Sam Yeah I've just taken a lot of uh, painkillers. Boy, the next uh, two and a half hours are going to roll by. Roll by. Roll by. What you got in the papers, Boyle? Loads of things. Yeah. Truth over corruption files. Police shredded, says the Daily Mail. And they're also talking about a British girl who's dead after apparently shooting a US policeman. She's lived over there for six years. Lily Allen's got three nipples. Apparently so. Uh, and Harry Styles has got four nipples. Good for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supernumerary nipples. Yeah. Did Scaramanga have one of those? Scaramanga had one of those, and then James Bond faked one. My granddad said he had one, but it wasn't really a nipple, it was more of a nubbin. Isn't it? If you have an extra nipple, it's like a, a witch. You're a witch, aren't you? You're yeah, a witch. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the proof. And um, there's also this thing in um, the mail. Um, they've done the experiment we did ages ago, what, what, which what was, was you know, would you oh, stop yeah. for a, a child who appears to be lost? Apparently, most of us wouldn't. One person out of some 600 actually stops. But how do you know that child? The child's just stood there. I know. How do you know the child's There's one kneeling on the floor with her thumb in her mouth. Ah, tough. Toughen them up, isn't it? Oh, no. How could you? How could you walk by? In my local petrol station, when I used to live in uh, North London, there was a woman who had... um, She had two things going against her. Yeah. One of them... She didn't have an extra... No, no, no. She didn't have an extra nipple. She had an extra finger. Well, that can be useful. Growing out of her little finger. Oh. And her her name, and I'm going to say a rude word, her name was an anagram of vagina. Was it? Yeah, it was. The N and the G were swapped around. So really, I mean, she was starting from a very low, a very low starting point. Right. It's like a boy named Sue, isn't it? Is this going to turn around, this story, or is it just a sad nope, story? It's just a sad story. There's no, I mean, I'm sure she's happy. I hope she's happy. She She may not be. I don't know. Oh, poor old Virginia, I'm guessing. Uh, no, Vinegar. Her name was Vinegar. Vaniga. Vaniga. Vinegar. No, Vaniga. There was no I. The I was the Vaniga. You'd swap those around and you get, you know. Wow. So page seven of The Sun, there's a really ugly bloke with a really hot girl. She's not that hot. Yeah, but it's all about comparison. Minger and Mrs. Jamie Daz wins punching above the weight contest. Plain Darren Donaghy. I'd say he was, was um, I would say he was ugly, not plain. Look at that picture there. That's not plain, is it? He's probably a right laugh. Ah. 
Playing Darren Donaghy has won a punching above your weight contest after listeners were stunned to find he's set to marry gorgeous, well, girlfriend Kate Cathcart. He took first prize on Newcastle... Kate Kate Cathcart. On Newcastle's Metro Radio after sending in a photo of him and Kate, his partner, for eight years. She's quite fit. He's really ugly. Um, Good for him. Just to show not everyone who's attractive is shallow. Well, you you don't know what what assets he's got. He might have a lot of money. He might have, you know... No, I don't believe in that theory. Really? You have to get past the obvious to see that. But he might, you know... Again. How does does Lembit Opic do it? Um, Persistence. (laughs) <laughs> I imagine. It probably is persistent. And also, it? he's kind of funny, isn't he? No, he's, no. He's trying to do the no. Louis Theroux thing. No, he's irritating. He, he's an irritating <laughs> plum. You can say that because you've had dinner with him. I've, he's been round my house. I've been round his house. He's a plum. Have you still got that panda picture? I really like that panda picture. I've got the panda picture. It's in the garage. Can I have it? No, because it costs a fortune. All right, I'll give you we a don't have, We don't really have pictures up in our walls at home. It's nuts, isn't it? Oh, well, it's new still, isn't it? So you're still I've enjoying the space. Ye- I've been there for a year. I want to get some pictures. I can't put pictures up. Why? We're in... No, I want to put pictures up. Get some pictures up. You can get these things now where you don't have to put a nail in the wall. It's like Velcro. What? Yeah, it's Blue brilliant. Blue tack? No, no, no. It's like, it's essentially wall Velcro. But I like putting the... The thing I don't get about putting pictures up is getting them level. That right. is that is hard. You can always tell when my husband's done a picture and yeah. when I've done a picture because yeah. when my husband's done a picture, only yeah. giants can see them. Uh, yeah, well, it's supposed to be at eye level, isn't it? Yeah. He's uh, not that much taller than me and yet you'd think he was huge. Jack, do you struggle getting pictures up on the wall? It's all about balance. Go on, tell me how. <laughs> <coughs> well, you've got to work it out to put it. And then a central point in the picture and then... Uh, and, and it's to do with the hanging at the back. I think it's two-thirds up the picture with the hooks and then don't show the wire, um, yeah. don't show the wire over the top. Jeffrey? Hello? Yeah, not today, Jeffrey. Oh, that's not very nice. <laughs> Come on, for goodness sakes. Although he was right about the balance. Yeah, he is right about the balance, the balance yeah. yeah. He's got to try harder than that. <laughs> he was really... Tr- he, he was clever today. he chose a local place. Chose a local place and he tried to do a different voice. But still... St- and he called from a different number, but oh. still not good enough. Yeah. Not good enough. Oh. What else you got? I'm out. I don't know. I'm a bit sad for Jeffrey. Ah, don't be sad for that loser. Um, we've also got some things about um, some stuff and some uh, other things. There's um, the str- here we go. This is this. We could put this to the test. Strains of office life lead to the death of the tea round. Oh yeah. Stressful and busy offices are putting the Great British Tea Round under threat. More than two and a half million workers claim they just haven't got the time to prepare hot drinks for everyone, with a third admitting they would rather just make themselves a drink and get back to work. Right. What's hate, known as a selfish coffee. I hate making tea for everyone. I, I, I'll do it, but I, I don't like it. There are ways of getting around it. Go on. You wait till everyone else has gone out, then you very quietly say, does anyone want a cup of tea? There are some... Or you wait till everyone's made one and then say, does anyone want a cup of tea? Kelly's good at doing it. Kelly's good She's to do excellent. it. She's excellent at doing it. Um, I've done it from time to time. I don't like it. I don't, it doesn't... I've got an idea for a feature. Hey. Blessed are the tea makers. Okay, go on. We can do shout-outs for the people that make the tea all the time. Because it's always the same person, isn't it? Here we go. Kelly? Kelly, do you, do you fancy having a, sh- a shout-out? Yes, please. 
Well, if you make the tea, mm. Kath will do a shout-out for you on the air. While we're doing it, let's shout-out to Justin Dealey for making a brilliant cup of tea this morning all the way to the top. Yeah, normally he leaves a good inch, doesn't he? Does, he? Does. It is like there's a water shortage <laughs> when Dealey's in charge. I think he boils the kettle yeah. with that, whatever is left in there. He yeah. doesn't fill up to suit the amount of cups. Are yeah. you always supposed to um, tip out and make fresh? No. Right. No, I, I, just, I just top up. Here's something. Um, you know the kettles in hotels? I'm aware of them, yeah. Small what, ones. What's to stop someone doing a wee-wee in one? Oh, no. No. Why, why would you even think of yeah. that? Because that's... Well, wow. because I'm worried. Every time I go in... I'm staying in hotels at the moment for, from time to time. And I'm... So while I'm boiling up that kettle, I'm thinking, oh, I hope no one's, you know, soiled this. When's your birthday? June. Oh, right. Buy you a travel kettle. I'm not taking a travel solved. I'm not taking a travel kettle. I'm not take my mum. Do you remember bags. those things you used to take um, to Spain in the 70s? It was like um, uh, um, uh, a metal thing that you just put an in element. a cup. An element. That was it. And you just put it in a cup and it would heat up the water. Really? Yeah, yeah. Where did that have we kettles get in Spain? down here. They don't have kettles in Spain. We're not allowed to have those down here, uh, Kelly, as well, you know. Oh, we had a kettle safety. down here. We had, we had something that heated up water and health and safety said, uh-uh. 08459 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise, things are building up between Junction 26 for Waltham Abbey and 25 for Enfield. And the M1 southbound looking a little busy on the sensors between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. On the A1 southbound, things are slow going between Stirling Corner and the Watford Bypass. Public transport, that's looking good. We've got no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. It's 6.46. It's Monday the 24th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A 15-hectare solar farm could be built at Barton Le Clay in Bedfordshire. A search aircraft may have spotted debris from the missing Malaysian plane in the southern Indian Ocean. And Milton Keynes Museum says it could rehome the Red Pyramid when the Point Cinema is knocked down. Really? 6.47, let's get the weather with Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A bit of a cold, frosty start to the day. Any early mist and fog lifting quite soon and leaving us with quite a bright, sunny day today, although feeling chilly, so do wrap up warm. We've got a slight southeasterly breeze with temperatures expected to reach about 10 degrees Celsius. Now, tonight it starts to cloud over ahead of a band of rain pushing eastward, so that gets to us in the middle of the night, but it's quite persistent and just pretty much sticks there uh, well until tomorrow. We've got temperatures down to about 2 or 3 degrees Celsius, so that rain's still there when we get up in the morning morning and um, it's, it starts to fragment though and break up towards the afternoon and then retreats to the west again so by the afternoon it's really just a case of showery bits and pieces quite light rain um, but uh, still fairly cloudy with temperatures reaching 9 or 10 degrees celsius and on wednesday in fact wednesday and thursday looking like cold days with occasional rain or showers but sunny spells in between on friday a cloudy day with some outbreaks of rain and fresh winds uh, temperature wise a little disappointing this week although they do still start to get a little better towards the end of next week. Temperature, uh, <laughs> that's your latest forecast, Steve. Come on, focus now. Every weekday morning. The shop didn't want to give me them back, so I went to the shop, paid them a fee to get my cylinders back. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I went to speak to this company. 
and I asked them what had happened. It took me absolutely ages to get through to anyone. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. After I left discussion about my cylinders, the, the governing body showed up at my house on the following day. And we could do the same for you. Thanks, Denise, and for the company for getting her cooker back up and running, here's your horn. The JVS Show, weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio.
We told you about the plan to get more Asian women into football. The initiative, from headscarves to football scarves, saw around 100 women from the local South Asian community make their way to Kenilworth Road on Saturday to watch Luton Town versus Chester. Well, our reporter Justin Daly was there. Morning, Just. Morning, boss. You found your microphone? Yes, I found it eventually. Oh. I'm in the, the radio car here. I don't quite know what's been happening over the weekend, but I couldn't find the microphone. There's a, a random clock in here which says 2.15. What? And uh, a horrible poster as well. What's the poster of? Well, it's, it's a poster of, well, BBC see Three Counties Radio, which oh, looks dreadful. Dear. But uh, there you go. Shall we be having words with the marketing department later on? Make sure you do, boss. What happened at the weekend? It was absolutely superb. Um, three points for Luton Town. Great atmosphere. Um, we had concerns on Friday that this was going to be a bit over the top, maybe a bit PC. Well, the initial idea, Ian, was to uh, put the group behind the goal in the Oak Road stand, which contained both home and away supporters. That stand holds 2,000 people. Quite a few empty seats in there. Now, if the group had have been in that stand, it would have made them stand out, I would say, almost like a, a school trip. So a last-minute decision was made uh, to house them in the main stand, which was absolutely packed. They were across two blocks there in the main stand. In the end, only four people dropped out, so 96 of the party were at the game. Butch Fazal, he came up with the idea. He's the chairman of the National Asians in Football Forum. I spoke to him, and here's what happened. Well, Butch, the final whistle's just gone. How's your afternoon been? I'm made up. We won. That was the most important thing. But having said that, I think it's been great for the girls as well. What a fantastic, positive experience for them. And I honestly do think that the next generation of supporters are right here. The original idea was to put yourselves behind the goal in the Oak Road stand. You ended up in, in the main stand. What was the thinking behind that? I think there was a slight concern with so many Chester supporters there as well. Well, you know, we're not here at court publicity. We just wanted the girls to have a good experience. And I think they did have, and that's the most important thing. And um, it'll be great to hear, as, as you can hear them now, it'll be great to hear what they thought of the game afterwards once they reflected on it as well. I mean, we spoke on Friday about uh, banter in football. Was there any banter which could have been taken the wrong way here? I, I think one of the girls, as we were walking in, I think someone said, it's not a cricket match, it's football. But that's banter. It's not a problem. Yeah. So that was the only thing that you heard all afternoon? Absolutely. Other than that, okay, I've absolutely wonderful, positive experience, and I just hope that these ladies go away, and I'm sure they're going to tweet it, and they're going to, and the amount of selfies they took, just watch out Facebook. So all in all, a great day for you. Absolutely, big shout out to Luton Town as well. Absolutely superb that they let us in here, and I, and I hope it's one game of very many. Well, it sounded uh, very enthusiastic, Justin. That was Butch. What about some of the ladies? Did you speak to them? Yes, we spoke to them as well. Now, lots of uh, the national media were there on Saturday, almost uh, waiting for this idea to go wrong. It didn't go wrong. This is Amina. It was brilliant. It was, uh, there was a guy sitting you. in front of us, and uh, he was teaching us the chants and everything. Um, and my sisters loved it. Can you give us a Luton Town chant now? <laughs> I can't. My sister Chant's can. Up on the army. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, it is. It 
was really fun. Yeah, so this was your first time here. Are you yeah. going to come back to Kenilworth Road? Uh, I think we will, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it was a really brilliant atmosphere um, and everyone was really nice and the guy was asking like how we got to know about it, how we came here and I just told him we all volunteered to be here and um, coming in such a large group was really good but I wouldn't mind coming with just two or three of my friends. And sometimes the language of football can be quite strong. How did you find the language today? Um, honestly, most of it I didn't understand and uh, again the gentleman in front was like you don't need to know that part. <laughs> um, the language of football, Justin, just like the language of love, can be very powerful, can't it? <laughs> it can be powerful, but uh, uh, they were in uh, the main stand of Sassy having a great afternoon. I think last week when we spoke about this here, we had a lot of concerns. I was down the pub on Friday evening, and people were, were coming up to me saying to me, what's this idea? This is going to go wrong on Saturday, but, but it didn't. And you've heard from the ladies, you've heard from the organiser. It was a terrific afternoon, and the hope is that the people that were there on Saturday for the first time, they will go back, because Luke Town hasn't really over the years encouraged members of the Asian community to go to Which the games. Which is odd considering where the stadium, if you yeah. can call it that, is situated. Mm. It seems odd that they haven't tried to tap into that, if, if just purely out of a, a, a financial gain, if nothing else. Absolutely. The club, I think, you know, are, are looking to, to do this now, to make progress. You'll hear from more of those girls a bit later. What they're saying is sometimes th- there's a negative publicity about Luton Town and what might happen if they go to the games. They went on Saturday they've now seen it for themselves, they can have a great day out. Have you dyed your hair? No. Why? I'm looking at a picture of you on uh, Twitter. Yes. And your hair's kind of like brown. It's like dark brown, ginger brown. What? It's dark brown. Ginger? Dark. No, listen, I can get a suntan, so I'm not ginger, thank you. No, but maybe you've you've tried to dye it and it has backfired. No, no. Over the years, I've had highlights, but uh, for the first time in about, what, five years, I haven't had highlights. That's probably just what it is. It's my natural colour. That might be it. Okay. Cheers, boss. Okay. Cheers for the feedback. No, you're you're very welcome. Thank you. Yeah, no, seriously, it's my pleasure. Just filling for time now. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting on the speed sensors in Chesant, the A10 southbound looking slow as you approach Waltham Cross and the A1M southbound heavy going around Junction 7 for Stevenage. On the M25, anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Also looking very slow between 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. And on the speed sensors, the M1 southbound looking very busy now between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Seven o'clock, I'm Lee Hackney. The headlines, plans for a solar farm at Barton in Bedfordshire, possible sighting of wreckage from the missing plane and a potential new home for the point in Milton Keynes. BBC Three Counties Radio. Plans are underway to build a solar park at barton le Clay in Bedfordshire. It would provide electricity for 3,000 homes. Mark Scheiman from the Green Party says people shouldn't be concerned about the loss of greenfield land. They're using low-grade agricultural land land and they're going to be 
keeping it grassed so as sheep and cows can still graze there. So it still will have some agricultural use and it also gives us local energy, which is a win-win situation. A Chinese plane may have spotted debris from the missing Malaysian plane in the southern Indian Ocean. A correspondent in Perth, Phil Mercer, says the search area has been expanded. It has been suggested by the Australian Deputy Prime Minister, Mr Truss, that uh, that area will be scoured by uh, aerial surveillance teams. We have uh, two Japanese planes. They arrived in Australia over the weekend and yesterday we saw two Japanese P3 Orions touch down here at the Pierce Air Base. So uh, the Air resources are building as the search area expands. Milton Keynes Museum says it would be interested in providing a new home for the point. The council has given permission for the cinema to be knocked down to make way for a new shopping centre. Matt Lockwood reports. The point in Milton Keynes was home to the UK's first multiplex cinema and while many people agree with its demolition, some are still trying to preserve it. The museum has said that in principle it would like to give the point a new home as part of its transformation. Other suggestions include turning the structure into a climbing frame for children. A ceremony is being held in Poland today to mark the 70th anniversary of the Great Escape. 50 RAF officers were killed by the Gestapo following the breakout at Stalagluf 3. Jack Lyon, who was in the camp, was asked how the film compares to the actual escape. It's set all wrong at the wrong season. It's sunny sunshine and the fields are green and all the rest of it. There's three or four inches of snow. We had time. Temperatures teetering on zero by day and about minus 10 by night. And of course, no one went tearing around the country on a motorcycle. A campaign has begun to encourage more people from the Asian community to support Luton Town Football Club. Around 100 Asian women were invited to watch Saturday's match between the Hatters and Chester at Kenilworth Road. And there was a good reaction to Luton's 3-0 win. I didn't expect it to be this good. It was actually a lot of fun and I actually enjoyed it in the end. At first I didn't. The ball wasn't really on the ground too much. Everybody was just heading everywhere. But towards the end it was really, really good. I enjoyed it. And the weather will be misty with frost at first this morning, but clearing to leave a dry and sunny day. Top temperatures around 12 degrees Celsius, that's 54 degrees Fahrenheit. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Well, we like going through Norton Common a lot. We've just come back through that today. All this week, we're featuring Letchworth. You'd have to come to Letchworth to appreciate it because I don't think there's any other town quite like it. Inviting everyone to where you live. Wide open spaces, plenty of greenery. As it says, a garden city. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning, including solar panels, The Point. Oh, and other bits and pieces as well. If you want to take part, you can do. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Or the best way to uh, get in touch is to give me a call, 08459... Four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. So, solar panels. Where are we on solar panels? It's looking like Bedfordshire could soon have its own field of solar panels. 
if the proposals become plans, a system big enough to power 3,000 homes will be installed at the Fallow Farm in barton le Clay. Yes, the same barton le Clay that's been earmarked for a new gypsy and traveller site, as well as, well as hundreds of new homes. Well, Ian Shingler is the independent councillor for barton le Clay. This has got to be a good idea, hasn't it, Ian? Um, it sounds like a good idea in theory, yeah. Well, thanks very much for coming on. I, I can't really see any argument against it. Are, are people kicking up a stink about this? Um, I've not had a lot of feedback. I mean, all that's happened at the moment is that uh, local residents, including myself, received an A5 flyer through their letterboxes last week. So at the moment, it's, it's very early to actually pass any specific comments on it. Generally speaking, if, if we can uh, locally... Uh, use use our fields to provide solar energy that will um, power the electricity for the whole of Barton Le Clay, the whole of Pullock's Hill. Uh, in theory, it sounds like a good idea, but I obviously want to find out uh, the, the views of local residents and the local parish councils before I can be too, too committed one way or the other. And, and how do you know how it works, Ian? Does it, is it the energy that's generated there stays in the area? Uh, that I don't know. I would assume it goes into the national grid, but but I, I don't. We're at such an early stage that we don't really know any details at all, and there's been no planning application gone in so far. Uh, how would it be? How would it fit with the possible new development plan for Barton? Do you think um, the new development plan won't impact on it at all because it's it's a different part of Barton. And in actual fact, can I correct you? Because although it's referred to as Barton Le Clay Solar Farm, it's actually just over the border in Pullock's Hill. Right, OK. A lot of attention on Barton at the moment with um, traveller sites and uh, the solar panels and all these things going on. What do, what do you think the future of Barton is? Um, well, hopefully a, a, a beautiful village surrounded by lovely countryside. That's, that's the intention of local residents. Ian, thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Really a lot to say, is there? There's a solar farm is happening, and everyone thinks it's a good idea. Next, next, are we speaking? Oh, we're speaking to more people about it later on. Who are we speaking to later on? Oh, Expect more of nothing happening in about an hour's time, guys. Let's have a look at the front pages of the Guardian, shall we? The newspapers: U.S. puts squeeze on defiant Putin. Obama freezes assets of bank close to Kremlin, while EU leaders tighten sanctions against Russia. Well, that's not that's going to do a lot, is it? Really. Um, and there's another sort of picture of possibly something floating in the sea. Isn't this the same picture we saw the other day? Military aircraft and ships will today battle against strong currents and poor weather conditions as they resume their search in the southern Indian Ocean for possible debris from the missing Malaysia Airlines flight that's been spotted by a satellite. This, I, I've got a feeling that this, uh, this story will end in the same way that Lost ended, being uh, unsatisfactory and people still left scratching their heads. I don't think we're going to find anything, are we? What happened? I suspect the plane crashed into the sea somewhere we're never going to find. It's broken up uh, and it's, it's far too deep for us to get. That's probably what's happened, isn't it? Um, and then something to do with pensions. Uh, pensions. Let's have a little look. There's not a lot in the papers today. You can tell there's not a lot in the papers because a lot of them have a picture of Samantha Cameron, who, uh, Sam Cam... Yeah, in a red onesie. Oh, dear me. The Prime Minister... This is the front page. The front page of the Telegraph, dear listener. The front page. The Prime Minister's wife sports a onesie suit and dealy boppers. As she takes part in a mile-long race for the sport relief charity in Oxford yesterday. 
David Cameron, dressed more soberly, ran with Samantha, their children and hundreds of other joggers in the event which helped to raise millions over the weekend. I didn't see any of Sport Relief. I'm guessing, I'm guessing a little bit dull, was it? Was it? These things generally are. It's a good idea and they raise lots of money for charity, but... Uh, Cameron to hail pensions revolution. Perhaps a slightly more important story that gets a lot less space. Nearly half a million pensioners will feel an immediate benefit from the Conservatives' historic savings revolution, David Cameron will declare today. The Prime Minister will say that supporting pensioners is a core Tory value and that millions of people stand to benefit in the coming years. Well, I don't know. Here we go. Here's something, kids. Stress can double the risk of infertility. Ouch! Women who have struggled to become pregnant often manage to conceive after they give up and the anxiety of trying has been removed. Oh, there's a surprise. If you're not so keen for it, it might happen. It may be explained by, uh, it may be explained by research which shows that stress can double the risk of infertility. And cheese causes a Westminster stink. It is an unlikely source of controversy. Hey, here comes a coffee. Nice one, mate. Yeah, right. Thanks, mate. Is that, is that good coffee or rubbish coffee? Uh, rubbish coffee. Excellent. That's the best kind, I find. It's an unlikely source of controversy, but Tory ministers have clashed over government policy on cheese. What the? The friction began following a campaign designed to make people cut the amount of saturated fats in their diet. It's not as exciting a story as it sounds, and it didn't sound that exciting in the first place, did it? The front page of the Times. There's Sam Cam in those dealy boppers. She's got dealy boppers on her head. Whoop de doo. David and Samantha Cameron ran the Sport Relief Mile, boosting the £51 million weekend total. And Obama in crisis talks as invasion fears grow. Barack Obama will call on Europe today to hit Russia with harder sanctions. Um, the, why have we got the eye? We never get the eye. We've got the eye. The eye's kind of like, it's like a half a newspaper, isn't it? The Independence, the newspaper, the eye's kind of like, eh, you don't want a full newspaper? Well, have half a newspaper. It's a little bit cheaper, but you don't get the full facts. True cost of NHS fraud, five uh, billion pounds a year. Um, dishonest minority stealing an amount equal to the entire budget for cancer treatment. Figure is more than 20 times the official government total, reports warns. And on page 27, Chris Blackhurst meets Paul McGann. Paul McGann, one of the McGann brothers. Well, let's go to page 27 and see what Paul McGann has to offer. There'll be no place in RADA for the likes of me today. Oh, he's banging on about being an actor. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. He's banging on about being an actor. The Daily Mail. Truth over corruption files police shredded. A secret memo uh, has revealed the shocking truth behind a lorry load of anti-corruption files shredded by Scotland Yard. But that's not what excites me. What excites me is save a fortune on your bills starting today. Well, here's a tip on how you could save 60 pence a day. Don't buy this rubbish. Brilliant pull-out guide to spring cleaning your finances. Where? Where is it? Where is the brilliant pull-out guide to spring cleaning your finances? I need, I need to know. Where is it? Well, it's hidden very, very well. Huh. It's hidden so well, I can't... F- oh, here we go. Spring clean your finances. Switch to cheaper bills. Oh, right, OK. Easy steps to getting better gas and electricity deal for your home. Well, basically, let me summarise the one... 
to three pages, it switched to a, a different company. OK, nice one. Or put... Uh, uh, oh, for goodness sakes. Get draft-proof windows. Yeah, OK, that's going to cost you, like, a fortune, and it will save you £30 a year. Nice one, guys. Buy a, buy a water butt. I kind of thinking these tips are a little bit... Um, upgrade old appliances. Save £20 a year. Yeah, it'll cost a fortune to do it, you muppets! Fix a thermostat on your radiators. Cost £45 per valve, plus uh, £150 labour. Saving 5% off your annual bills. <laughs> Insulate your floor. Cost £500, and you're saving £75. Do you see what you're doing, Daily Mail? You're costing me more money, for crying out loud. Change your shower head. Oh, for goodness sakes. Get a grip, guys. The Daily Express. Lifestyle is key to beating dementia. Now they tell me. Healthy living protects against disease. A healthy, li- healthy lifestyle does beat dementia, and the sooner people ditch bad habits, the better. It's that story they did the other week about ways to uh, live longer and be healthier. Do healthy things and, and don't do bad things. Oh, OK, right. Now, here's the story. Here's the story that should be... Uh, I'll do the caller afterwards. Oh, no, we'll do the caller now. Who have we got? Who have we got? Joyce is in Leegrave. Good morning, Joyce. Oh, Joyce is just turning her radio off. Good morning. Good morning, Joyce. I was just running, putting the radio off. Have you got um, big butts? (coughs) Pardon me? You've got butts, water butts, have you? Yes, that's better. There there we go. Why? why? I'm on a bit of a slope in the back garden. Oh, yes. I've got water butt coming from the the drain pipe, as you have, or whatever. Yes. And uh, cut a hole in it. Yes. Buy a special little tool. The men can do that. Yes. And then a hose pipe connection but with a bit of pipe coming into the second one which is a what? bit lower down yes what and and, and you shower in it no and the other one is a big long hose pipe to the bottom of the garden what? uh so i've got three water bats and i haven't got to carry the water back from the top what? of the garden to the bottom what, hang on i'm confused what are you using this water for for my garden ian for my garden well but but why why not just let it rain on it or, or go and get a hose go yeah, and get a hose no you wait till you pay for your water bills oh yes. i see it's like Look that is it the environment have you never been tempted to lift the top of one of your butts and just dive in and hide <laughs> as though you were hiding from a policeman <laughs> have you never been tempted to do that no no but that would be fun wouldn't it do, do it today joyce and take <laughs> a picture water in it thank you what about these other these other you're supposed to put a brick in your um toilet aren't you in the cistern. In the cistern to save water. Uh, well, it's, it's not a brick. It's some something else. They, they used to do them years ago. It was in a plastic bag thing. Yes. And you put it in. You put air in it or something. I don't know what it was. And you put it in, and it does. You're quite right. Um, it um, it cuts the water down in the cistern. If it's um, if it's yellow, let it mellow. <laughs> if it's brown, flush it down. <laughs> well that, done. That, there you go. You see. Do you live by that philosophy? Well, it sounds good. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 London bound is slow after an accident around Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross. And the M25 anti clockwise very slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. 
The M1 London bound also busy between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. And in Harpenden on the speed sensors, the high street looking very slow in both directions around Station Road. On public transport, the central line has severe delays between West Ryslip and North Acton after an earlier signal failure. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Very, very disappointed in our political reporter, Paul Scoynes. Paul, if you're listening, well, I'll, I'll tell you why in a minute. Very disappointing behaviour. Shocking, in fact. 7.16, it's Monday the 24th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A 15-hectare solar farm could be built at Barton Leclay in Bedfordshire. There are new calls for the Point Cinema in Milton Keynes to be saved and turned into a museum. And a ceremony is being held to mark the 70th anniversary of The Great Escape. The actual escape, not the film. The weather today, dry and sunny. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tomorrow night, Three Counties Sport brings you another three live games from our local teams. Bounces over the line and Watford take the lead here with 32 minutes on the clock. We'll be at Vicarage Road for Watford versus Blackburn. Stadium MK for the Dons at home to Gillingham and Blundell Park for Luton's trip to Grimsby. Just stabbed it goalwards with his left foot. Plus there's updates from the Pirelli Stadium as Wickham travel to Burton. And Wickham Wanderers are back in front. Tomorrow night from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, so... Paul Scoynes has let the side down. Kelly Betts has made what should be uh, a barely palatable cup of cheap coffee. Not knocking your coffee techniques, but we've gone for the cheap stuff. It's all I could find. It doesn't matter. But it tastes a little bit whiffy. Mm. Why? Well... We're out of milk. Yep. So I thought, Paul Scoynes is technically us. He's, he's kind he would, of... I would, he would use our breakfast milk, that's fine. I well, thought, how, hey, let's use a, a bit of Scoynes' milk. Let's use some of Scoynes' milk. I thought, I'll tell him yep. when I see him, it'll all be fine. Yep. It's off. E. Why would you... What kind of sick pervert would lead, leave off milk in a, in a fridge, a communal fridge that is used by um, dignitaries and celebrities? I don't know. Scoins. Outraged. Paul Scoins has got me seriously. I'm what are we supposed to do with this? Well, I'm going I'm to drink it. I'm going to drink it too. And I'm going to hate it. But I'm going to really upset with every sip. And when I next, I'm going to, I'm going to sip now and curse Paul Scoins. Me too. I hate you, Paul Scoins. Oh, Scoins. Scoins, you're such an idiot. Who would do that to us? Oh, your hair's really bad. And the next time I see him, I'm not going to mention this to him at all. Me neither. That'll because he should him. be listening. He should be listening. That'll learn him. Thank you, Kelly. Now, just when you thought it was over, it seems there's still hope for those guys who want to save the point in Milton Keynes. The council's voted in favour of flattening the whole thing, but now a petition's been launched online in a bid to save it. Either as a climbing frame... Uh, or a new home for the MK Museum, whose director, Bill uh, Griffiths, uh, will be joining me in a little bit. But before we speak to Bill, let's speak to Theo Chalmers, who is chair of the Milton Keynes lobby group Urban Eden. Morning, Theo. Good morning, Ian. Come on, let's get rid of the point. It's awful, it's old-fashioned, it's dated, it's tiny, it's a mess. Well, I agree. I mean, I'm sorry, but, you know, when it was built, not even 30 years ago... 
It was iconic. It was a landmark. You could see it from the M1. It had neon lights all down it. Now the uh, escape building and the theatre district are in the way. Um, Hammersons have managed its dereliction very well. It hasn't had lights on it for a long time. Um, it's just a rusting wreck, basically. You know, it's a pyramid with a ziggurat inside it. What do they want to move? Do they want just the pyramid uh, at the museum? If they do, it's going to be very difficult to move because it's not bolted together. It's welded together. It's a rusty old wreck. Um, you know, we're, we're not people who supported its listing. And um, because, frankly, it's, it's past its anything date. And at, at the time, Theo, it was wonderful. It was, it was a monument. But you're, you're right now, 2014, it's embarrassing, isn't it? Well, yeah, I guess it is, really. It's just, a, it's just a rusting wreck in the heart of our city. And it is at the very heart of our city. And I think it's important that whatever replaces it is, again, something iconic. Obviously, it can't be that again. But, you know, they've got that piece of land. They're, they're very wishy-washy about what they want to put on it, and, and that's why they only went for outline planning permission, which we opposed, because they have no design code yet. They haven't designed anything that's worth having. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it is at the heart of our city, and we would very much like it to be something important and iconic that the that, that people of Milton Keynes can be proud of. Bill joins us now, Bill Griffiths, director of the uh, MK Museum. Morning, Bill. Morning. Bill, what, what do you want done with the point? Well, as I said, we're, all we're doing is providing an opportunity for it to come to the museum. It, it happens to have come at, at a very convenient time for us in that we're building a new entrance to the museum, a new entrance building which will tell the story of new Milton Keynes and old Milton Keynes, and, and to have something iconic, particularly, I am talking mainly about the pyramidal structure, uh, to have something like that, obviously, would be a great gateway to the museum. How, do you sh- um, how would you shift it? Well, that, that, I mean, in a way, that's not my problem at the moment. Um, it would be in the future, should we decide that that's the best thing to do. And I'm not the only one make, making this decision. It's something for the people of Milton Keynes. I think, really, uh, everything's been said about it, that it, it was iconic, it was a landmark building, it could be seen, it was sort of our beacon home, if you like, whenever we were travelling out. It was the first multiplex. It has significance, and if this was any other artefact, we'd be saying, yes, it should be kept in Milton Keynes. The fact is, it's very big, and that makes it difficult, and it is difficult to move, and we'd have to work that out but goodness me we restored a tram which perhaps is not on the same you know the the the, the biggest scene tram car ever built not p- perhaps on the same scale but it had the same sort of difficulties and that was just done with volunteers um you know this is a challenge uh, but museums like challenges if this had been well think about i think it's not on the same scale as something like the mary rose uh, but think of all the effort that's hey, been put into saving now that. bill come on i'm not I, i'm going to give you the yellow cards you can't compare the point to the mary rose no, I'm, for a 400 year old warship i'm not what i'm saying is that it is a challenge and if there is the will and people want it to happen it will happen that's all i'm saying and i think you know that's important it's all very well to say yes it would be difficult and yes we'll have to to weld it and yes we'd have to yes of course we would and it would need all of those things looking into but if it's really significant if it really was that important to the people of milton keynes then we should certainly consider it and we should do everything we can to make sure it's safe theo he, he does make a point doesn't he if it is iconic and if if people in milton keynes want it you know they, they um, rebuilt a tram for goodness sakes well, then why shouldn't they do this well absolutely i mean there's huge potential cost implications and of course there are places in the world that have got pyramids in front of them i think of the louvre you know so why not if he wants to but he's going to have to basically rebuild it because all it is is scrap steel and uh, you know none of the light fittings are there anymore the steel is rusting it's going to cost a humongous amount of money to dismantle it and re uh, erect it and okay you know fine if you want to put it in the museum 
I, you know, I'd kind of celebrate that. I think it would be a good thing, but I'm just worried very much about what is actually left of, of the structure. And, of course, they're talking about the steel pyramid. They're not talking about the glass ziggurat that's underneath it, which is very much part of the original design. So... I don't know, really. I really don't know. Bill, don't we need to? Milton Keynes is a great place, and it, it, it was the future at one point. It can be again. Don't we need to just kind of get rid of it and, and, and move on and start building more iconic buildings? Yeah, I'm not... Uh, sorry, are you talking to me? Yes. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm not against that at all. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. But we've had the same problem with lots of shop fronts. You know, in our pseudo shops, you've got shop, shop fronts which were original. All of those would be better kept where they were, to be quite honest. Mm. But they couldn't be kept there because people wanted to move on. They wanted to build different uh, shoppings. It's just the same problem, really. And we've kept the shop fronts. Now, this is a much, much bigger problem. It might be at the end of the day we say, forget it. You know, we just can't do it. It cannot be done. Or at least it cannot be done with the resources that are available. Um, but it ought at least to be considered. And it's the same with almost any other artefact. I mean, the shopping centre, the original shopping centre, a lot of the inside fixtures have gone. And that is such a shame because we should be have kept some part of that original shopping centre. Now all we've got is in the food hall. And we could easily miss that. That could disappear without us knowing at some stage. And, and you know, really, the museum, when we look at the new Milton Keynes and when we're telling that story, we ought to tell as, as accurately as, as we can, the story of the shopping centre. Theo, what about this? Um, someone's suggested that the uh, the building become the pyramid becomes a climbing frame. I could, I could quite like that. Well, there's no there's no other steel. All there is is the four um, corners, if you like, of the pyramid. There's nothing connecting those corners, so uh, there's not very much to climb on. It sounds like a recipe for young children falling to their deaths. Actually. Oh gosh, that 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 would that would literally be uh, a disaster, wouldn't would it? Be, wouldn't Bill, it? what's going on at the museum at the moment? Anything exciting? Well, it's all exciting. As you said, as I said, we're planning for this new building, um, which would tell the story of new Milton Keynes and old Milton Keynes, and it'd be great to bring the, um, the archaeology back. I know people have been, it's another thing people have been crying out for for years, and to have it back and have, have it on display. You probably know that you know, Milton Keynes had more archaeology carried out on it than any similar area of land. And we've got some fantastic stories. So this is really what we're working on, and this would have been part of it, because one thing we want, you know, we really need at the museum is some sort of landmark so that people understand just how significant it is and how more, much more significant it's going to become. Bill, keep up the good work at the museum. Always good to get you on. Bill Griffith, director of uh, MK Museum. And the other voice you heard there was Theo Chalmers, chair of the Milton Keynes Lobby Group Urban Eden. Just, just take the thing down. Come on, guys. After the show, not today, I'm busy. I've got the kids. But tomorrow, uh, well, no, tomorrow I'm busy. Wednesday, I can't do Thursday? you free Thursday to come with me and take the point down? Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Front page of the sun, Ant gets beaten up. Ant, Ant and decked. Ant and decked. Surely it should be Ant gets decked. Ant gets decked, Ant and decked. Star and mum in thug battle. A battle with thugs. Wowzers. Telly's Aunt McPartland, he's the one with the big slap head, was attacked in the street by Yobbs, who then knocked his mum to the ground when she tried to help. The hoodies... Hoodie, I flippin' hate hoodies. Jeez, man. Hoodies, they're just such scum, aren't they? The hoodies roughed up Aunt and Christine, 58, outside a pub in Chiswick, West London, after he politely asked them to stop pestering him. Will you stop pestering me, like lad? Something like that. A witness said it was terrifying. Both Ant and his mum were shaken. Full story, page five. 
Yobbs put Ant in a headlock and then bundled his mum to, to the ground. Now, I, I, what it sounds... I mean, it's not funny. Of course it's not funny. He got put in a headlock and his mum was, was bundled to the ground. But it, it, when it's written like that, it sounds funny. Yobbs put Ant in a headlock, then bundled his mum to the ground. A gang of hoodie thugs... I, I hate hoodies, really. I mean... Grabbed Ant McPartlin, he's got the big slap head, in a headlock outside a pub after hassling him as he had a quiet meal with Mum Christine and an aunt. The yobs had banged on the pub window, made crude gestures, I would imagine that, that, and probably that. Yeah, probably those three. And used their mobiles to film Ant. Yeah, I don't think they would have done pencil sharpness. And used their mobiles to film Ant and his family as they tried to enjoy their meal. When the Saturday night take... What you need to do, Ant, and I, you can take this tip from me, is you don't sit near a window and you're a big star, like we are. You don't sit near the window. You go and sit... You, you sit somewhere um, discreet. When the Saturday night takeaway star went outside to politely ask him to stop, the thugs, the thugs gra- grabbed him by the... I hate hoodies. Christine, 58, ran to her son's aid and was shoved to the pavement. The yobs then fled. A witness said... The youths were banging on the window, filming them and generally being a pain. They just wouldn't let it lie. Ant was completely reasonable and said, Leave it, oh lads, I'm having a quiet meal with my mum. But it immediately turned really nasty, and one of them jumped on him and put him in a headlock. The lout, um, in March, oh here we go, in March 2011, Ant was punched in the face. Ant's the one with the slap head. Uh, during an unprovoked attack at his local pub, he was watching football in the barley mow in Chiswick when he was assaulted by a young thug. The lout, <laughs> I'm not laughing at a man getting punched. I'm laughing at what started it. The lout lashed out after shouting, Where's your girlfriend? A sarcastic reference to Ant's TV sidekick Declan Donnerty. He's the wee one. Police were not called to the incident. Ant rose to, flame, to fame playing PJ in hit children's TV series Biker Grove. He was the blind one. He was the blind one with the slap head. Right, 08459 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had an update from Ian on the M1 northbound. There's been an accident near to Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. One lane closed and it's quite slow in the area at the moment. Also on the M1 southbound, things are slow going between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. And the M40 London bound is very slow after an accident near Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross. In Tingewick, the A421, there's one lane closed near Main Street after an accident. And on public transport, the central line has uh, trains not running between West Ryslip and Ryslip Gardens at the minute. Also severe delays between Ryslip Gardens and North Acton. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Oi, Anne, where's your girlfriend? Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Half past seven, I'm Liak New. The headlines plans are underway to build a solar farm at Barton Le Clay in Bedfordshire. It could provide electricity for 3,000 homes. There have been fresh sightings of possible debris as the international search continues for the missing Malaysia Airlines passenger jet. And there are new calls for the Point Cinema in Milton Keynes to be saved and turned into a museum. The council has given permission for the iconic building to be knocked down to make way for a new shopping centre. The weather will be misty with frost at first this morning, but clear. 
going to leave a dry and sunny day. Top temperatures around 12 degrees Celsius, 54 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town boss John Still has told BBC Three Counties Radio that lone striker Paul Benson will still be at the club next season. Benson scored in the 3-0 win over Chester on Saturday, putting the Hatters 14 points clear at the top of the conference. Luton head to Grimsby tomorrow night and Benson believes they can pull further away from second place Cambridge. It'll be very hard for them to, to, to uh, overturn that, especially with, with us having you know eight more games left to play. Um, you'd fancy we'd, we'd, we'd win a few of them as well. So, um, yeah, if we can go to Grimsby which is no is no easy feat you know go there and get three points not many clubs have done that this season but if we can do that it just edges us a little bit closer to, to where we want to be and uh, you know our ultimate goal MK Dons are now three points from the League One playoffs after their dramatic 3-2 away win at local rival Stevenage. The Dons are now seeking an assistant manager after Gary Waddock's departure to Oxford. Tottenham came from two goals down to beat Southampton 3-2 at White Hart Lane. It's a first win in five for Spurs and boss Tim Sherwood is still looking for a place in the Champions League. I think it's tough for us, you know, we're going to try and accumulate as many points as we can. You know, we'll keep looking at the tables and it don't change, you know, but it's good to get off 53 points because we've been on there for a while. And, and to do the double over, over a good team like Southampton is very pleasing for us today. But as I say, we just try and to get as many as we can and see where it takes us. Cambridge United lifted the FA Trophy for the first time in their history with a 4-0 win over Gosport. England cricket captain Stuart Broad has been fined by the ICC for criticising umpires after their World T20 defeat yesterday. And finally, in tennis, Andy Murray is through to the fourth round of the Miami Masters Tennis. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 8 o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Radio. So someone's texted about pensions. Good for them. Pat? Ian, Cameron, the friend of the pensioners. My wife has to work an extra six years before she can retire. And if she or I need care by that time, if one survives the other, most of what we have worked hard for will be taken from us. I was 62 weeks ago, but no bus pass. Guess uh, what? Had I guess what? Had I lived in Luton, I would have had one. Who runs my council? The Conservatives, my friends. Hey guys, here's a boring question. How many of you have got private pensions? Um, you have to, don't you, if you work for the BBC? I've got a pension. I've had a pension since I was 21. Jeez. For what it's worth. Kels, you're going to get old one day and die. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get old and die. No, that's not true. Seriously. And oh. you're, you're nearly 19 years old, mm-hmm. so the future's a long way away, but you, uh, it's going to happen to all of us. I pay monthly into a pension, and I kind of think, why? I'm seeing all this money go. And every now and again, they'll ring, write you a letter saying, by the way, you're going to be really poor unless you give us more money. Unless you give us more money. And then it, sh- it shows me like my balance on how much money I've got, and it, but it's less than I paid in. Yeah. How you're is that even on, possible? You're going to be living on £400 a year at this rate, is what they'll tell you. The, I'm, um, I'm going to live die, live fast and die young. Well, time's I'm, ticking away for that. I'm going to live a medium pace and die sort of in my middle age. I had an email um, about you, Kelly Betts. Where did it go? Oh. There was an email, wasn't there? I, I forwarded it on to you. Someone um, thoroughly... Uh, here we go. Oh, it's from Facebook. Andrew La- Edward Landsberg on Facebook is a fan of yours. Hi, Edward, on Facebook. I'm a huge fan of Ian Lee. Have been since before he joined uh, BBC 3CR. Yeah, that's Ooh, right. it's a I, true fan. He's a, a true fan. And I've been downloading the podcast since they started. I can't really listen live as the broadcast is at 3am where I live. Well, you could still listen live, Edward. I don't quite understand the reasoning. Or move. Yeah, if you, if you want to make an effort, make an effort, mate. 
fair weather. He's a plastic fan. Mm-hmm. I've also grown very fond of his crew. We don't need to use that word anymore. My, my new agent has sorted that out. Especially Kelly, who, who I get to hear live at introducing during the weekends. Thanks. How was your DJ set at the weekend? It was sick. Oh, God, I'm off really the, sorry. Off the chain. Oh, mate, I'm sorry. Do you want to... I shouldn't have mentioned it. Oh, they, that, that means good. Oh, nice one. However, during today's podcast, the 21st of March, I realised something funny. I think Kelly is a bit OCD. What? Because every time someone says the phone number for people to call in, so does she. Oh, what do you mean? I noticed when Justin was introducing the segment about Ian liking new callers. I don't know if it's a joke or if it's for real, but she does it all the time, at least in the segments that are included on the podcast. Keep up the great show. Now, I... It's funny that um, Edward mentions that, because I... Someone else pointed out to me the other day that when one of us is doing the phone number, you go a little bit funny. What do you mean? Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Do you know you're doing it? What? And I see that you're doing it even when your microphone's off. You kind of... I can see your mouth kind of doing that. People have noticed that you're nuts. Not nuts. OCD. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not nuts. It's a medical condition. Yeah, right. Sure, it is. Try not to do it. Okay. Call me now. Oh wait. I haven't. What? <laughs> you try it, Catherine. Do you want to give us a ring? We're on oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. See? Oh, it's weird, it. isn't it? I am doing. Is OCD classed as a disease? Obsessive no, compulsive disorder. Disorder. It's a disorder. It's a disaster. I think I'm just so connected to work. Sometimes oh. when I, when I'm not even here, I'll look at my clock and I think, oh, quarter past, time for travel. No, wait. <gasps> oh, that's sad. Not even at work. Do you dial nine for an outside line? Yeah, and I sing the jingles all the time. I sing the jingles a lot so around I, the house. Mm. But there'll be people who say that d- d- um, OCD is a disease. That their, their lives. Are, we've all got it to a certain extent, haven't we? We've all, we've all got it. I'm trying to think. Well, I, I remember when I used to go back to my when my mum used to live in her house. I would have to, um, and I would come in at night if I was staying there. I would shut the door and lock it, and then I'd have to unlock it and lock it, and then I'd have to push it one, two, three. That's it. Yeah, you've got it. And you also have it when I'm sending you a picture of something. If it's not symmetrical or it's not in the middle, you get really. Oh, I like I like that. Yeah, yeah. The pictures have got to be got to be dead mm. dead uh, in the centre. We've all got it to a certain extent. My daughters have made me that way. Yeah. Oh. Barbie shoes, yeah. right? If the Barbie's not got the shoes on, I have to look for the shoes and the right pair of shoes yeah, to yeah. go on the Barbie. Um, if they've got they've got like these little wooden ice creams, there should be six. If there's not six in the holder, I have to find the other one. I've always my eldest has up. to. He doesn't do it so much now, but he used to have to walk down. He used to have to touch every stair and every railing as he walked downstairs. I'd go, stop being such a weirdo, and I'd give him a clip around the ear. That sort that's of the way to deal with it, is it? Think so. Oh eight four five nine four double five. Five double. See, what's your OCD? Hey, by the way, gang, don't send me any photos. I'm back on this bad boy. Oh, back on the Nokia thirty three ten with a fresh, freshly sellotaped old telephone. That there. can't be good for your head now. Sorry, this leaking stuff. It's, it's yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm not on the phone very often these days. You should wear one of those colander helmets that you can make. Tin foil hats. Mm-hmm. The tin foil hats. Why have you gone back to old school? Because. Um, you were annoying me, Kelly. What? You're sending me texts saying, I'll listen to the podcast. I'll listen to the podcast. I can still send you those oh, yeah. texts on that. Oh, yeah. I've still got your number. Oh, <laughs> nuts, yeah. Oh, eight, four, five, nine. Four, double, five, five. Double five is the phone number if you want to give us a call with your OCD. Every, everyone's got one. 
Lily Allen's got three nipples. Is that OCD? Yeah. Tell you what else everyone's got at the moment. Yeah. Pressure to do the no makeup selfie. Oh yeah, go on. Now I, I, I've seen this all, all on Facebook, and I've um, been resisting it because I feel a bit odd about it. Because I feel like it feeds... You don't, you don't want to get rid of cancer? No, 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 not that at all. Of course I do. Make the donation. It's a worthwhile charity. But the taking of the picture, the way people do it, I feel it's more about them than about the cause. I've said it. I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend. She went there. So but this is there the are a thing lot of people doing very kind of sultry selfies. People have to take... Women have to take pictures of themselves without makeup, then they send three pounds to... And the selfie in cancer. itself it is all about you, isn't it? And, I mean, that's the point. And, uh, and they seem to be there to elicit the kind of, oh, you look amazing, hun, kind of response. <laughs> Women look well rough without makeup. And... Think about what you're raising money for. It's not a, it's not a brave thing to do or or a, a sacrifice to go without the old slap. It was a joke. Give you slap. It was a joke, by the way. I, I I like women when they don't. Sometimes you want a woman with you know bright red lipstick and you know really tarty makeup on. You, you sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you, you, as a man you want you want to see that. Right. I mean, you. It's, I call it the Kelly. What? But, when have you ever seen me in red lipstick? But sometimes you want them au naturel. You know. You call that the cast. Not that natural. Oh my goodness. Kath me. is beautiful. Kath is, Kath is, you know, for her age and her social status. Oh. She really is adequate. Oh, Lee. she's still younger than you, though. I'm still quite a bit younger than you. My, no, you're, you're both very, very stunning, and I'm so lucky to work with beautiful women. Although, to be honest, I don't that look at the... That sounded so nice. No, I don't, I don't look at the beauty, because you're just so good at doing... You shut up for a second, girls. I'm, I'm bigging you up. OK. You're both very beautiful women, although I don't look at the beauty, because um, all I see is just two very talented, very skilled broadcasters. Right, yeah. yeah. Thanks, mate. Is that the right thing? Don't yeah. let that win you over. My boy is upset because he wants, he's four, he wants to be five. When will I be five? Well, not for oh. a year. Not for a year. You've got about another 330 sleeps until Why you're Why does he five. want to be five? He wants to be older than his friend Hector. <laughs> and I said, well, that's not going to... He'll, he'll always be older than you. But when I'm five, I'll be older than him. No, you won't, because he will then be six. It doesn't oh. work like that. He was born before you, so he will always be older. How do I get that simple concept into a child's head? Just say fair enough. Just take yeah. um, Hector's sixth candle off on his birthday cake yeah. and say that he's... Yeah. Anyway, back to me. Oh. So I did the oh, yeah. selfie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh, buckled. Yeah. You supported a cancer charity. No, I should have just made the donation. But they, I just made... got tired of people asking me, and I thought, if I don't do it, people will think I'm vain. They've made over £2 million. Pounds. Yeah. So what's your problem? It's all about me. There's a lot of ugly people on my timeline now. <laughs> I don't get the deal about makeup. If you want to, if you don't want to wear it, don't wear it. If you want to wear it, wear it. I is know it, it's making it out to be a bigger you, deal than it is. Do you feel pressured, seriously, as as a woman, to um, make me a cup of tea? No. no do you feel not. pressured as a woman to wear makeup? Because you're wearing it now. Only a bit. Yeah, but you're wearing it. I feel pressured as a very, very pasty, pale person to look alive. I love wearing makeup. Why? Just love it. Some men wear it and they're weird, aren't they? Yeah. Or very skilled. No, no, no man looks skilled. Dale Winton does not look skilled Ru- wearing makeup. RuPaul, he can put well, his makeup on a, better than anyone else. He's a tranny. Else. He's a tranny. Trannies don't count. Oh, well, because they're not men. Is that what you're saying? Well, they, they are very much are men. Well, that's the thing. No, they don't count because they're men trying to look like women. So they and I've worn makeup when I'm doing television. I'm, I wear makeup. We, we, but I wouldn't go Manscara. out. I wouldn't go out in the street with a little bit of blusher on or anything. Would you do a no makeup selfie? No. Good. Huh? Hate to see that. 
455 555. You're. Stop it. Is that me? There's a picture in the sun. Aliens or pigeons? Pigeons. Yeah, you're probably right. Our experts examine your pictures. Right. Not one of these pictures looks like an alien. Creepy hooded figure in the woods. Reader Lillian Tomlin took this snap in Northumberland in 2011. Emerging from the trees was a creepy hooded figure. Or a pigeon. The human verdict. The human mind loves patterns, hence people seeing a man in the moon. It's an optical illusion. OK, right, let's try... try um, none of these pictures, it says, are, are aliens. Disappointing. 08459 oh, four double five five double five is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Um, did you do the uh, no makeup selfie things? Did you feel uh, you, you were kind of pressurised into it a little bit? Did you? I don't get what the all these people were posting on Facebook. Oh God, I'm sorry to scare you all with this. Oh, it's all uh, everyone looked great. You know, I mean, not as good as they would look with a bit of lippy on and stuff, but they look, you know, fair play. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's been an accident near to Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. One lane is closed there. Thanks to Ian for phoning in with the update. Looking quite slow in the area at the moment. Also on the M1 southbound, there are queues between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable. Also on the M40 London bound, things slow going between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for High Wycombe Handycross after an accident. And the M25 anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. On the speed sensors, the A5 southbound, extremely slow at the moment as you go through Markgate. And on public transport, on the central line, trains not running between West Ryslip and Ryslip Gardens. Also severe delays between Ryslip Gardens and North Acton. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. 7.46, Monday the 24th of March. Oh, blimey, I've got to do me a car insurance this week. A 15-hectare solar farm could soon be powering thousands of homes at Barton Le Clay in Bedfordshire. Milton Keynes Museum says it could rehome the Red Pyramid from the Point Cinema, and a ceremony is being held to mark 70 years since the Great Escape, the actual escape, not the film. 7.46, let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, after our cold, frosty start, it brightens up into quite a sunny day today. Really quite pleasant if you're wrapped up warm enough. So we've got temperatures reaching 10 or 11 degrees Celsius, but also a slight southeasterly breeze just picking up later on. Now, tonight it clouds over ahead of a band of rain that's pushing eastwards. That pretty much plonks itself above us through tonight and into tomorrow. Uh, so tonight, temperatures down to 2 or 3 degrees Celsius. Tomorrow, when we wake up, that rain's still with us, but, but fragmenting and becoming patchier and lighter all the while until the afternoon when it's just really some showery bits and pieces and then it starts to retreat westwards again. Temperatures reaching 9 or 10 degrees Celsius tomorrow. And then uh, for the rest of the week, we've got some cold days ahead of us with just occasional rain and showers, uh, but sunny spells in between. And the temperatures should get marginally better as we head towards the end of the week. That's your latest forecast. 
every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they're starting introducing American type sentencing like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Shopkeepers in part of Letchworth Garden City say the town centre is dying because it's not being allowed to join the 21st century. Letchworth, the world's first garden city, was devised by Ebenezer Howard to bring the best parts of the city and countryside together. But Jenny Jones, who runs the Greenhouse in Wine, says there's so much concern about maintaining his legacy that the garden city isn't being allowed to develop like other places. Morning, Jenny. Good morning. So if Letchworth is the blueprint for the government's new garden city in Ebbsfleet, is it really such a good plan to follow? Um, it is if they look at all of Ed, um, Ebenezer Howard's uh, advantages, if you like, that the things that he did for Letchworth and his incredible um, innovation and um, embracing new technology, which people some, seem to miss. He was an innovator and an inventor all his life. So um, I, I think it'd be a great idea if we... Uh, sort of took that concept on board and moved forward, particularly with the internet. Um, it's, it's, it's also important that we, we sort of learn to share what we have in the town, a shared agenda, and move forward. That's been sadly lacking for many years. So. Do you think Letchworth is stuck in the past? Um, I think a lot of shopkeepers are on the older end of the age group. Um, I've, I've constantly... Uh, gone round to see businesses that have said they're really suffering from lack of footfall for the last few years and said, well, what about the internet? We, we do the internet. It, it keeps our business afloat. It brings in hundreds of visitors every month um, from all over, all over the three counties and beyond. We've had people from Australia even. As a result of our sales on eBay, seeing the building, seeing what we do and thinking we've got to visit. Now, if every shop did that, we'd be... Uh, having a huge increase in footfall so so the, the internet is one way forward anything yep. else that could be done to make Letchworth more vibrant uh, well I think the planners way back to Ebenezer Howard's time have put the kibosh on a lot of good ideas because um, they don't fit into their box um, for instance Ebenezer Howard planned a massive glass building to be um, uh, erected near the town centre, or just off of the town centre, which Ebenezer Howard's background was he was a son of a shopkeeper. So he knew very, very well indeed how the bad weather, snow, rain, etc., wind, affects trade. He probably heard a lot of moaning when he was a child from his parents saying, oh, another bad day, we're not going to take any money. And he wanted to create this huge glass building in the town centre which would house a mix of retail and community with some winter gardens, spectacular building, which would have helped our sustainability a lot. But the planners obviously decided, no, we don't want that, thank you, Ebenezer, we want the houses, we want some shots, we don't want anything spectacular. Um... And we should be looking at something like that. In fact, the Heritage Foundation are looking at amazing things at the moment and in the process of creating them within Letchworth, um, a, a sort of along cultural lines, etc. So in looking, part, in looking to the back, 
uh, of, you know, to our past, we are actually... Um, using that as a way of going forward. Well, 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 no, it makes perfect sense. Stay there, Jenny, because we are. You mentioned the Heritage Foundation. We've got John Lewis, who's the chief exec of the Heritage Ah. Foundation, on the line. Morning, John. (laughs) Morning. Well, that 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 could have been rather uncomfortable if she'd gone the other way. But she's saying you're you're doing good things. What what are you trying to achieve, John? And how are you doing it? Well, Jenny's absolutely right that um, I think you have to do more than just concentrate on retail. Um, I think the world has changed and the internet's brought in fantastic things, but also it means we have to look at our town centres in a very different way. And what we've been doing is investing much more into the uh, idea of what can you do in a town centre. So don't just think about coming to shop. Come and think about having uh, things to do and enjoy. So one of the big things we've done recently is invest in digital technology into our four-screen cinema. Uh, which has meant we can take live broadcasts from all over the world, and we recently have shown a number of Royal Opera House performances live into the cinema, which fills every single seat of the four screens. So 880 people are watching uh, a live performance live in Letchworth um, to uh, spend the evening here. What that means is we've recently been able to do a deal with Prezos because they realise we're a busy town centre, and they've now brought a new restaurant which opens in just uh, about 10 days' time. Um, so it's things like that uh, which really means the town centre is coming alive rather than just relying on traditional shopping, uh, which is why we've just invested recently. Uh, uh, the new college is going to be opening next uh, term, uh, which means that more students are coming into town with their cultural activities. And also we've just agreed with the Royal Horticultural Society to open a community garden in the town centre, which means again attracting tourists and visitors to come and spend time here. And when people spend time here, it means that hopefully we're spending some money in the shops as well. What do you think, about, John, about the government using Letchworth as a blueprint for Ebbsfleet? Well, we, we hope they do use Letchworth as the blueprint because sometimes we find with Garden Cities, people use it more as a brand name rather than understanding the reality. Um, and as Jenny was just mentioning, the really exciting thing about Garden Cities was the idea of when you build a city, you capture the value that's created at the beginning and hold it for the long-term benefit of the people in the town themselves. So the reason we can invest so heavily in the town is because we still have value coming out of property that was built many years ago um, that the income is then invested back into the town itself. And that's the sort of thing Ebbsfleet needs to be looking at, not just uh, thinking about making somewhere look pretty, uh, make sure it actually works for communities in the long term. Jenny, are you optimistic about the future? Um, well, we've just um, voted for and accepted a new business district, a business improvement district in Letchworth, and I, I hope to be sitting on the committee when, after the elections have taken place for the, for, for the committee, um, and that we, we have a lot more bonding between stakeholders and the retailers. Um, at the present time, the general consensus of opinion among shop people is that nobody listens, that ideas they have are completely ignored, uh, on the other hand, I think they've got a duty of responsibility to get up to date and, and improve their, their, their own brand, their own thing. Um, but I would say um, we have had a lot of instability in Letchworth for a, nearly a decade now. And it's drastic, to my opinion and a lot, opinion of a lot of other people, it's drastically affected trade. Uh, we had 18 months of the roads all being dug up um, while a new road scheme, which has ended up with lots more paving, lots more planting, uh, fountains, uh, more playful t- uh, town centre, more usable, friendly, uh, f- family-friendly. Um, but that disruption has almost been ignored. Um, we lost a lot of trade then. Uh, I also feel that because um, 
John Lewis and the Garden Centre and, and North Hearts Council are, are making these huge attempts to, to, to correct the balance, if you like. Um, shopkeepers have been left, in, a lot of shopkeepers have been left in the lurch with um, instable leases, leases that have got three months get out clauses which doesn't allow investment. I myself, I mean, I was in a meantime building, which was a bit like Ebenezer's Howard's Glass, is a huge uh, greenhouse-type building, which was a parade of shops, which never really worked. Um, and apart from not really working too well, uh, they were, they, the building was needed to be knocked down for a development scheme. Now, that, that development scheme never went ahead. So we're all in limbo. There's a lot of us in limbo. And I would just love it if the heritage could say to everybody, right, well, you've, you've, support, you know, you, you, you've gone, gone along with us. Um, we'll give everybody a three-year lease so that we know where we stand. In my case, I would love to open an evening events uh, venue within my building. So that's a dual-purpose building uh, with a licensed bar with vintage-themed events. I can't do that because I've just been told, oh, actually, you're going in 18 months. Um, well, let's let John, John, what's your response to that? Uh, well, um, my response to that is we've, it's interesting, Jenny uses the phrase meanwhile spaces. That's exactly what they are when there's been longer term development plans. And I know it's very difficult that uh, when people are trying to invest in a business and say, look, we need some long term security. But interestingly, uh, what we're trying to do is bring a bit more permanence into some of the development areas, which has been through a recessionary period. So it's been, we wanted activity, but recognising we're, we're trying to bring a hotel into the town at the moment um, because we're desperately short of decent hotel accommodation. And we're generally business is occupying the temporary space um, that's that's been uh, identified as possibly for hotel development and possibly to bring some more residential into town the problem with development i think is it takes a long time to get plans in place and in the meantime you want some activity going on which is exactly uh, how jenny got hold of the space she's in now um, i think you know we we can't look at long-term plans without using some short-term activities as well which is exactly where Jenny sits at the moment in, in the town plans. John, thank you very much. John Lewis, Chief Executive of the Letchworth Heritage Foundation. And the other voice you heard there was uh, Jenny Jones, who runs the Greenhouse in Wind. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, we had a text about the uh, no-makeup selfies. Where's that gone? Oh, it is. Cars. Cars? In Luton? What? I donated, but I saw no point in putting up a selfie as I don't cake my face or wear makeup daily. I'm naturally beautiful. I don't have to mask it with war paint, which just won't let your skin breathe. Hmm. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there are queues between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable. And the M40 Londonbound also really struggling between Junction 5 for Stoken Church and 4 for High Wycombe after an earlier accident. On the M25 anti-clockwise, things are very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. And on the speed sensors in Kings Langley, the A41 is queuing from the Hemel Hempstead turn-off as you approach the M25. On public transport, Central Line has trains suspended between West Ryslip and Ryslip Gardens. Also, uh, severe delays between Ryslip Gardens and North Acton. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, plans for a solar farm at Barton in Bedfordshire, possible sighting of wreckage from the missing plane and a potential new home for the point in Milton Keynes. BBC Three Counties Radio. Plans are underway to build a solar farm at barton le Clay in Bedfordshire. It would provide electricity for 3,000 homes. Independent councillor for Barton, Ian Shingler, says he's still waiting to see the full details of what's being proposed. Generally speaking, if, if we can uh, locally uh, use, use our fields to provide solar energy that will um, power the electricity for the whole of Barton Clay, the whole of Pullock's Hill, uh, in theory it sounds like a good idea. A Chinese plane may have spotted debris from the missing Malaysian plane in the southern Indian Ocean. A correspondent in Perth, Phil Mercer, says the search area has been expanded further. It has been suggested by the Australian Deputy Prime Minister, Mr Truss, that uh, that area will be scoured by uh, aerial surveillance teams. We have uh, two Japanese planes. They arrived in Australia over the weekend and yesterday we saw two Japanese P3 Orions touch down here at the Pierce Air Base. So, uh, the air resources are building as the search area expands. Milton Keynes Museum says it would be interested in providing a new home for the point. The council has given permission for the cinema to be knocked down to make way for a new shopping centre. The director of the museum, Bill Griffith, says it shouldn't be lost forever. It was iconic. It was a landmark building. It could be seen. It was sort of our beacon home, if you like, whenever we were travelling out. It was the first multiplex. It has significance. And if this was any other artefact, we'd be saying, yes, it should be kept in Milton Keynes. The ceremony is being held in Poland today to mark the 70th anniversary of the Great Escape. Former prisoners of war from Stalagluf III will lay wreaths in memory of the 50 RAF officers who were executed following the breakout. One of them, Charles Clark, says the German guards were shocked by how many had dug their way out. The Germans were trying to establish just how many had escaped. I don't think they could really believe it because the camp was supposed to be escape-proof. I think it was a remarkable achievement, and I've said this so many times. When you think that they did it with no tools, in conditions of great secrecy, when you think the chaps who lost their lives, what they have missed, you know, during the 70 years we've had. A campaign has begun to encourage more people from the Asian community to support Luton Town Football Club. Around 100 Asian women were invited to watch Saturday's match between the Hatters and Chester at Kenilworth Road. And there was a good reaction to Luton's 3-0 win. I didn't expect it to be this good. It was actually a lot of fun and I actually enjoyed it in the end. At first I didn't. The ball wasn't really on the ground too much. Everybody was just heading everywhere. But towards the end it was really, really good. I enjoyed it. And the weather will be misty with frost at first this morning, but clearing to leave a dry and sunny day. Top temperatures around 12 degrees Celsius. That's 54 degrees Fahrenheit. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a nice place to bring a family. It's all about where you live. Garden City, you know, you have gardens, you have trees, you have flower beds. It's quite a nice community, actually. The people who come here are always really nice. All this week, we're featuring Letchworth. It's a really decent town and people here are really friendly. I just love Letchworth. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio.
morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Three minutes past eight, it's Monday the 24th of March. Lots to talk about in the last hour of the show. If you want to give me a call now, is an excellent time to do it. 08459 455 555. We're talking about the no-makeup selfies. Did you do it? Did you feel pressurised into doing it? And can you explain to me why, as a woman, you feel kind of it's such a big deal not to wear makeup, if that's what you think? 08459 455 555. Also talking about the 100 Asian women or thereabouts who turned up to Luton Town this weekend. How did it go? Well, find out in a minute. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Justin Dealey was there. Justin, explain what happened and, and how it went. Well, I have to say, Ian, on Saturday, uh, the atmosphere at Kenilworth Road was absolutely terrific. Um, over 8,000 packed into Kenilworth Road. Uh, Luton Town won 3-0. The day was a massive success because uh, we spoke in detail about this on Friday. Uh, only four people dropped out of the group of 100. So, so 96 Asian ladies went to Kenilworth Road for the very first time. Uh, there was a, a change in, in the seating arrangements last minute. We originally thought they'd be sitting behind the goal in the Oak Road stand. Now that holds 2,000 people, both home and away supporters. A bit of a concern to me when it comes to banter, when you've got away fans in there as well, uh, it wasn't packed that stand. So if they had have been there, they would have stood out almost like a, a school trip, if you like. So in the end, they moved them to the main stand across two blocks. It was absolutely packed in there. At the end of the the game, I spoke to some of the Asian girls. Uh, we start off with Asiba, and I asked her, did she experience any negative comments throughout the day? No, everybody was really welcoming. I actually had a lot of people ask me if I was okay and if I was enjoying my um, afternoon here. I think it had no racist comments, nothing about my hijab, nothing. Everybody was just normal. Yeah. And usually, um, I think somebody asked us, uh, you know, it's really loud here, you know, is that affecting you? I didn't, I thought it was quite You loved fine. it? I loved it, I was screaming, because only even though I didn't know what they were saying. <laughs> I mean, do you think by yourselves being here today in such a large group that now that will encourage members of the Asian community to come here because a lot of Asian people don't come to football, do they? Yeah, they don't, and I think it's because of the reason that they don't know what will happen here, because obviously the publicity of Luton obviously isn't really good. Mm. We always get really bad publicity, but coming today, um, experiencing it for ourselves, I think it was really, really good, and a lot, a lot of us being here was really reassuring as well. We enjoyed it, nobody said anything to us, and it actually turned out to be really good. Are you going to come back, yes or yeah, no? definitely. I think I am going to make a habit of it now. I enjoyed it. Wow, it's great. It was brilliant. It was uh, there was a guy sitting in front of us and uh, he was teaching us the chants and everything. Um, and my sisters loved it. Can you give us a Luton Town chant now? <laughs> I can't, my sister can. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, it is. It was really fun. Yeah, so this was your first time here. Are you yeah. going to come back to Kenilworth Road? Uh, I think we will, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it was a really brilliant atmosphere, um, and everyone was really nice, and the guy was asking, like, how we got to know about it, how we came here, and I just told him we all volunteered to be here, and um, coming in such a large group was really good, but I wouldn't mind coming with just two or three of my friends. 
So it sounds like just it was uh, it was a success, a major success. I think uh, a number of uh, uh, the big boys from the national media were there on Saturday. This, of course, was uh, almost the first when it comes to football. They were there almost waiting for it to go wrong. It didn't go wrong on Saturday at all. Uh, the girls, as you heard there, had a, a terrific afternoon, and the hope is that they will go back and it will encourage members of the Asian community to go to Kenilworth Road because they are the future of the club. Such a, a big catchment area here in the town it's it's important for them commercially to the club that that they can attract them to go to the ground and and have a great afternoon like the 96 people did on saturday afternoon just thank you very much we're joined now by butch fazala who's the chairman of the national asians in football forum and behind the scheme from headscarves to football scarves well, well done butch it sounded like it was a great success thank you yeah i mean uh, like like everyone and also i think i spoke to you on friday morning there was a little bit of apprehension, especially from the girls themselves, and I did, I did reassure them that you know things were in place, and uh, it was just, it was good that it, it went off well. Um, I think that was the most important thing, but I think more importantly as well, um, to to really understand that this is not just a one-off. It's a case of two of those girls in that in that crowd of 96 are, are now um, have now passed their football qualifications over the past three weekends. They've been with the county football association, and they're now going to deliver. Then now they're going to deliver football sessions to some of those girls and others in the community as well to encourage more girls to get involved, not only in football, but in sport in general. G- give us the, the, the background to this, Butch. What was the plan? It was, you know, as a, as a, as a national forum, we have, we have asked ourselves the question, if we look at the wider picture around the new 92-point plan that the, the FA, the, the, govern, uh, the governing body, the professional, um, the, the PFA, the Football League, and and also the Premier League have put together. One of the, some, five of the key points were around the underrepresentation of Asians within the game. And where we are now is that um, there, was, there should have been a plan in December, and then there should have been a plan in February, and still it's delayed in March. So we felt we didn't want to wait any longer, and we decided that we wanted to make sure that we were just as innovative where the organisations out there are doing this. So we went and delivered this, this project here, but we're also replicating it in the Midlands, and we're going to replicate in the North as well, just to give everyone a little bit of a shove to say, you know, let's let's look at these these issues because they're important. Why did you move the girls from the Oak Road end? Because that was the original plan, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was not in that was in my hands. If I'm if I'm being honest, uh, I, you know, we had consultation with the club. The club chose that um, it would have been it, it it would have been better to seat them in the main stand. I'm assuming. For a couple of reasons, I think that they didn't expect that many Chester supporters to arrive. In mm. actual fact, but then as the, as the ticket sales grew, it went from 200 to 300 to 400, and then there was a little bit of talk of, uh, in fact, even um, uh, picked up on the Chester Chronicle that they highlighted it on the on the Friday night that this was going to happen, and there might have been a, a situation there, and that's the last thing we wanted to do because we don't want to put these we don't want to put this the next generation of supporters off. We want to welcome them. So that was obviously the thinking behind it. But having said that, we were right in the F block. As everyone knows, the F and G block at Luton Town is where the most raucous fans are. But they were the most welcoming as well. How many of these girls do you think will go back independently, Butch? Well, it's going to be interesting. What we're doing now is that we, uh, we're going to go back. We've obviously got all the details of a lot of the girls. There's probably three or four community organisations involved. And we're going to go back and actually ask them what their, what their reflections were 
on the game, but more importantly, how they've gone back and fed back to their parents. But also, some of them were mums in there as well. It was mums and daughters going for the first time as well. So it's going to be interesting to hear what their thoughts were, what was positive, what was negative, and give them an environment, a safe environment, where they can talk openly about it. And then what we'll do is we'll feed back to the football club as well. And I think that, you know, it's also about... The most important thing was about safety and the stadium being safe. And I think we've proved that it is. And now what we've got to do, the next steps are to get that feedback from the girls and then see how we can move forward from there. So I do think that a few will go back, though, because when we did this with the lads and dads, um, and now, you know, like I said on, on Friday morning, we've got probably 10, 15... Mike Hooker in the ticket office will tell you, probably 15, 20 Asian season ticket holders. We've got, you know, a group of lads that I know for a fact, okay, 20 of them that go to the away games. So these things are going to happen slowly, but as long as we continue to move in the right direction, I I think this is the way forward. Butch, listen, well done. Thank you very much for coming back on and letting us know how it went. It sounds like it was a great success. Uh, Butch Vazal, chairman of the National Asians in Football Forum. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Jim's uh, sent me an unhappy email. Ian, I'm sorry, but this is something I have to get off my chest. A person cannot feel pressurised. They may feel pressured into doing something, but should a person be pressurised, then they would be about the size of a Coke can. This is not a mistake I'm picking up on you particularly well. Uh, it is a common error made by people on the radio. Do you feel pressurised into doing something? Were you pressurised into going somewhere? Pressured is more correct. I do not feel pressured into writing this email, but if I felt pressurised, I would feel an intense sense of squashing. Just something I had to get off my moods. Great show, love you. <laughs> I have to get off my moods? Is it, wasn't he the postman in um, EastEnders, my mood? Wasn't he? I think he was, wasn't he? Well, Jim, now listen, I, I'm, uh, d- I, I don't call it pedantry, pedantry, I call it accuracy, I call it accuracy, and I respect you for um, feeling, Mr Jim, that you are able to, uh, to, to bear your soul like that. Now, Kelly, I believe that um, Justin Dealey has offered money <laughs> if, what, if you do a no-makeup selfie. He's offered £20 to... What he said... Yes. I will donate £20 to charity if you do a no-makeup selfie. But he's donating think it to a different kids, charity. Think of the kids in Africa. Yeah, he, he didn't say Africa, though, did he? No, he, he, he abbreviates everything. Coffee is cough and, and Africa is af. Um, but he's, he's got the charity, Rob. It's still 20 quid. It's true. It's 20 quid to, to, to um, African children if you mm. do a no-makeup selfie. Why, were you, why are you so reluctant? And this is genuine, because I don't mm. get it. Why are you so reluctant to do it? Why would you not want to do it? I've donated the money. Yeah. I just don't think people care to see what I look like without makeup on. I don't think people it's do pretty care. Pretty much the same. I, I, I don't think people do care. But do, would, do, are you? Um, would you feel uncomfortable posting a photograph? And I'm not going to push you into doing it at all. I can, I'm not going to pressurise you in the slightest. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Uh, but would you feel uncomfortable? No, I'll do it. I've, I'm pretty sure there's pictures of me without makeup on on my face. Because some women get really uncomfortable about it. There are some women who who put makeup on just to potter around the house. Which is, that, that's nuts, isn't it? There no, are some women who get up before their that. partners to put a full face on before they see them. Well, Phil Spector used to get up before Ronnie Spector so he could put his wig on. <laughs> she didn't know he had a wig. She didn't know he wore a wig. But, okay. 
So didn't she know him when they were in bed and he had no wig on? No, because he would no because he would take the wig off after she'd fallen asleep. He was nuts. Oh right. I mean, he, he recently went to prison for shooting a woman in the face. But he would take the wig off after she'd fallen asleep, then wake up before she woke up to go and so put. So if the, she woke up in the night, yeah. to go for a wee, she'd be like, "Who's this bald man?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he didn't think that bit through. No, he also used to make her drive around with an inflatable Phil Spector in her car, so that people wouldn't think she was on her own. I'd like one of them, actually. We'll see what Not we can do. Not maybe of him. No. Someone else? If you've got one. Plenty. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 London bound still really slow between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross roundabout after an accident. And the M25 anti-clockwise really slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. On the speed sensors, the A1M southbound very heavy between Letchworth and Stevenage. And also on the sensors in Luton, Airport Way is queuing all the way from the airport to approach the Kidneywood roundabout. On public transport, the central line, trains aren't running between West Ryslip and Ryslip Gardens. We've also got severe delays between Ryslip Gardens and North Acton. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 8.16. It's Monday the 24th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A 50... You can come... Jonathan, you can come in. I see, I see you loitering. Come in. Come in, you don't need to. No, I'm just. I'm sending my. Uh, oh, you're texting. S- sending my dad a happy birthday text oh, outside your door. Get out then. Uh, <laughs> no, you could. You, you could send texts. Do you mind me just? Te- I just want to say happy birthday. Say, say happy birthday from me as well. I'll, I'll phone him later and sing to him. <laughs> oh, it's a quarter past eight. These are the headlines. A 15-hectare solar farm could soon be powering thousands of homes at Barton, Leclay and Bedfordshire. Milton Keynes Museum said it could rehome the Red Pyramid from the Point Cinema. And good news today, Jonathan Vernon Smith's father is celebrating his <laughs> birthday. Happy birthday, boss! BBC's Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's an interesting town, lots lots of heritage. I like the centre, I like the the greenery, um, going around the greenway as well. Inviting everyone to where you live. Garden City, you know you have gardens, you have trees, you have flower beds. And all this week, we're featuring Letchworth. Very pleasant place to work and everyone's very friendly when you're walking around the town. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. It's a really decent town and people here are really friendly. I just love Letchworth. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we go. There we go. We, we are very brave little soldiers, you and I. <laughs> oh, we're yeah. both poorly, and yeah. we're not making a big deal about it. We're getting on with it. Well, to be honest, I've turned the corner. Yes. This weekend... I'll level with you. Please. Uh, there were, it, was touch, it was touch and go. Really? Oh, dear. Oh, there were moments I thought, well, I make this... Did you loiter near the toilet? Is that what you... What do you mean? <laughs> no, I, no oh. I thought I might, uh, I might die. Oh, God. That would but be sad. I didn't. Have they got an obit tape for you when what, you do for die? for me? Yeah, they must have one. Do you reckon Tim, they Tim do... must have a little compilation to play out in case you, you die. Do you reckon they'd do an obit for they, me? Of course they would. Really? I'd probably have to do a phone-in about you. Blimey. I w- re- a phone-in about me? What phone up with your, the... your memories of Jonathan Vernon Smith. Would you broadcast my funeral live? Um, I could do the voiceover for it now. 
get it on a tape. That would be good, wouldn't it? I could do my own funeral. That would be that would be good. <laughs> I'd like shut that. him up at his funeral. I'd quite like that. I've got a very bad sinus headache. Oh. It's not like a normal headache. It's a sinus headache. Tell us about your problems. The only way for me to get rid of this sight, it will get worse before it gets better. Yes. It will, this is why I'm sounding a little bit grumpy today. One of many reasons. Oh, I've hardly noticed. And <laughs> the only way to get rid of it is for me to have some antibiotics. Can I get antibiotics? Can I flip? Why not? The doctors don't give you antibiotics anymore. Well, mine does. Just say it in a forthright voice. Can you get me some antibiotics, please? Say, can I have some antibiotics? And they say, yes, penicillin. You say, no, 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 I don't want penicillin. I want the good stuff. I want erythmoricin. Oh, God. And make it snappy. They don't, get, they don't give it to me anymore. Really? Yeah. Is that because you're a bit of a hypochondriac? No. No? Because I'm a... Um, because they just... Do- doctors don't... I had an argument with, on here about a doctor once, with a doctor once. They don't like giving out antibiotics. It's, and it's... There, there are superbugs that are resilient to antibiotics. Well, you don't want one of them. No, but I've That'd got one... That would be worse than sinusitis. I've got one that is not resilient. I'm confused now. <laughs> anyway, I'm such a bad mood. Oh, don't worry. I've got the kids all day today and I can't be bothered. Oh, no. I cannot be bothered with them. They try any of it. Oi! Stick down and watch CBeebies. Really? Yeah. Gosh. Anyway. Well, I think we're all a little bit happy you're not our dad today. Coming up on my big phone-in at nine, I'm asking, should Britain be prepared to take military action against Russia? This has uh, really been bubbling away all weekend, hasn't it? <laughs> no, we shouldn't! No? It's Russia! Well, hang on a minute. The former head of the army has told the BBC that the UK should recruit more troops to send a message to Russia and Syria that Britain takes its defence seriously. Lord Dannant argues that 3,000 new soldiers could be recruited and stationed in Germany to underline our commitment to peace and security amongst our allies. NATO's military commander in Europe says that Russian forces at the Ukrainian border are very, very sizeable and very very ready and it's not the time for the west to be weak in resolve and muscle well from nine this morning i really want your views on this do you think britain should be prepared to take military action against russia no that you say no no it's russia yes but hang on a minute it wouldn't just be us on our own it would be us and europe yeah the russians have invaded ukraine ukraine is part of europe we are part of europe as well you know, they have invaded part one of us. Well, and we're doing nothing about okay. it apart from a few sanctions. Crimea has voted to go and be part of Russia. They can go. Well done. Good for them. Mm. Self-determination. We, we believe in self-determination when it's things like the Falklands, so we have to agree with self-determination for Crimea. Let them go. Mm. If we go to war with Russia, it won't just be Russia that we go to war with. It will be China. The Russians and the Chinese are in bed together, a big communist bed together under the red... But- Blankets. But did you see yesterday John McCain, you know, the chap who stood against Obama in 2008? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, and, and he was saying, really, that, that at the moment we're just letting the Russians do what they want. Okay. And, of course, President Putin at the moment, OK, he may well have taken over Crimea. What's next? He's now looking at Moldova. Yeah. It's very likely that he's now going to take some action there. Yeah. How much are we prepared to let this man, Ooh. who doesn't think like the rest of us, yes. start invading and just taking over countries as he sees fit, whilst the West, whilst America, whilst Europe, we stand by and we say, oh, well, we'll put some sanctions on you. Yeah. Is it time for us to show that actually, you know what, 
part of the the point of setting up Europe in the first place yeah. was to try to stop wars and to try to form a big collective group so that we could protect ourselves and and our own countries against others trying to invade them. Is it now time for us to actually at least show a little bit of our military muscle? Well, from nine today, I want to hear from you. Should Britain be prepared to take military action against Russia? 08459 455 555. I want your call. Would, would you sign up? What? I'm not going to make a decision till 10 when I've heard <laughs> the opinions of my listeners. If you signed up for the army, though, you'd get a cook. You wouldn't be in the trenches. You'd be, you'd be in the, the barracks. Oh, you mean the d- signed up to, to, join, to join the, the army. army? Yes, yes. Oh, I think I'd be terribly good. <laughs> <laughs> you there, you, clean your boots. That, yes. that would be you. That'd be your Kill problem. him! <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Mark in Milton Keynes is on the subject of no makeup selfies. A few of my mates did the opposite. They were men. And they put makeup on like drag queens and posted to Facebook and donated and nominated. Those guys are crazy. What's this thing you're telling me about socks? Well, um, it's putting something in a sock that normally requires no. more support. The Red now, Hot Chili Peppers did it once, I believe. I can't unsee those things well. I've been seeing on my Facebook timeline. I would rather just give them each a fiver to not do that. Because um, what's in the sock you can't see, but everything else you can. Oh really? So yeah. it's like a it's like um like a nose. Is it? It's, it's just like an elephant with tusks. Stop, you're taking me back there. It's already burnt onto the back of my eyelid. I don't get I don't get why not wearing makeup is such a big deal for so many women. And it is a big deal because uh, lots of my family have done it on Facebook and lots of beautiful members of my family, and let's be honest, some of the ugly ones. I can't understand why they want to wear makeup. But um, they, they go, oh, I, I'm, I'm really sorry about this. Hope I don't put you off your breakfast. And you think, why is it such a big deal? I had that reservation that, that Kelly had, <clears> which is, why does anyone want to see this? I don't think it's a massive deal. Really? All right. Here's here's something. Here's so something. I did a silly face. Yeah. To cover up my discomfort. So, um, picture of Madonna, selfie yes. picture. You seen this? The hair, the, the hairy, hairy pits. pits. The hairy pits. Now, um, it's again. It's it's kind of the same as not wearing makeup. It's natural. It's the way God intended. Oh, but, it's not. Well, no. It it disgusts me. Hairy armpits and hairy legs. It dis- it disgusts me. It's horrible and it's unpleasant. But I have no logical. I have no argument as to why it's unpleasant. It, it, that's just breed. That's just the way I've been brought up, isn't it? It's training. I think it's cultural, yeah. But that's the sort of. I just don't want to see people's crannies on Facebook. Sorry. Hey? Well, that's what it is. I don't it? think that's they show. Like, you're not allowed to show crannies. Well, I saw some this weekend, and I don't want to see them again. Can I can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Do you shave your cranny? My um, your underarm pits? crannies. Yeah. Yes. Kels? Yes. And what would you... Why... How often do you have to shave them? As often as it needs. Well, now you're getting embarrassed about this. I'm just... It's because she said cranny. <coughs> why do you use your... Why do you use my razors to do it? They're the um, only ones I have. Yeah? Use my razors. You think I don't notice? Because it's blunt once you've done it, and there's, like, really weird hair all over it that is not the colour or length of my beard hair. I have my own razor. Then why do you use mine? I know you have your own, but yet you still use mine. On purpose. My dad went mad when we were kids because I've got a sister and we were both shaving our legs with his uh, face face razor. With his face. (laughs) 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 But why is that... See, why is the... the, uh, Why do I find no makeup quite attractive, but um, hairy armpits disgusting? Because you're used to seeing faces. Is it because no makeup is a bit exclusive? It's like you're getting that and no one else is. 
Well, really? what? Hmm? I don't get. I don't well, get. Because the... it's just natural and normal. But, yeah, the, but then hairy armpits is natural and normal. No, no, no. But not you don't really. see an armpit on, not a, normal. on a regular basis, do you? Unless one you're familiar with, normally your own or someone else's. That you does it not? Here. Does it not smart when you then put some deodorant on? No. Wow. Does it not what? Smart. What does that mean? Sting. sting. Does it sting? No. Oh, it was in harmony. Oh, it was. Oh, that's what, nice. Want to see that again? No. no. It was like the Bee Gees then, another voice came in <laughs> because it was in such perfect harmony. So it doesn't... OK. All right, well, that's the end of that conversation. All right, bye. Glad to help. Well, I don't know if help is necessarily the right oh. term. Glad to... Fill some time. Get in the way. Here we go, you see. 08459 455555. Stop. Now you're doing it in my ear. I, now that, he's, that, that Edward Landsberg has mentioned it, I, you do say the phone number a lot. I know. You just did it in my ear. Do you know you did it? Nope. Wowzers. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. You didn't do it that time. I did. Did you? Yeah, I thought I did. I didn't hear oh. it. Maybe I. Maybe I'm growing up. No. Yeah. That's never going to happen. That ain't never going to happen. Uh, we can talk about uh, the hairy armpits. The p- picture of Madonna at the weekend. It's, it's always. Oh, quite shocking. Look, she's got hairy armpits, but it is natural, isn't it? It's as natural as not wearing makeup. So why do I find that one? The hair, the hirsute women. Why do I find that one so shocking and so unnatural and so strange? I can't quite get my head around it, really. I suppose it's some form of um, sexism, isn't it? Some form of uh, prejudice that I've got. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. At the Black Cat Roundabout, the A1 southbound, extremely busy at the moment. We've got queues from Little Paxton on the approach. And also in Hitchin, the A505 and A602 are both queuing as you head in towards the centre of town. On the A5, both directions looking extremely slow between Houghton Regis and Dunstable. And the M1 London bound is slow between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. The M25 anti-clockwise still really slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. And on public transport, the central line has trains suspended between West Ryslip and Ryslip Gardens, with severe delays between Ryslip Gardens and North Acton. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. So, 30 minutes of the show, give us a call. Do you uh, feel awkward and uncomfortable and embarrassed if you don't wear makeup and shaving your arms and your legs? Do you do it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, plans are underway to build a solar farm at Barton Le Clay in Bedfordshire. It could provide electricity for 3,000 homes. There have been fresh sightings of possible debris from the missing Malaysia Airlines plane. A Chinese aircraft has spotted white objects which could be from the airliner. Milton Keynes Museum says it would be interested in providing a new home from the Red Pyramid from the point. The council has given permission for the cinema to be knocked down to make way for a new shopping centre. The weather will be misty with frost at first this morning but clearing to leave a dry and sunny day. Top temperatures around 12 degrees Celsius. That's 54 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Luton Town boss John Still has told BBC Three Counties Radio that lone striker Paul Benson will still be at the club next season. Benson scored in the 3-0 win over Chester on Saturday, putting the Hatters 14 points clear at the top of the conference. Luton head to Grimsby tomorrow night, and Benson believes they can pull further away from second-place Cambridge. It'll be very hard for them to, to, to uh, overturn that, especially with, with us having you know eight more games left to play. Um, you'd fancy we'd, we'd, we'd win a few of them as well. So, um, yeah, if we can go to Grimsby, which is no, is no easy feat, you know, go there and get three points. Not many clubs have done that this season, but if we can do that, it just edges us a little bit closer to, to where we want to be and, uh, you know, our ultimate goal. MK Dons are now three points from the League One playoffs after their dramatic 3-2 away win at local rival Stevenage. The Dons are now seeking an assistant manager after Gary Waddock's departure to Oxford. England cricket captain Stuart Broad has been fined by the ICC for criticising umpires after their World T20 defeat yesterday. Meanwhile, Pakistan beat Australia by 16 runs and India made it two wins from two with a seven-wicket win over Darren Sammy's West Indies. I thought we had good momentum coming here. Um, but with that said, um, I think India won uh, round one. Um, we have a strong feeling we're going to meet again and, um, you know, we have to play better. They bowled the spinners and um, we did not respond um, well enough to them. And finally in tennis, Andy Murray is through to the fourth round of the Miami Masters. BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at nine o'clock. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, last 30 minutes of the show, you can get in touch and uh, talk about pretty much anything. The... Uh... Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing. A th- I've been invited to talk for the Radio Academy on Wednesday. I'm doing a thing Wednesday night in London. Just hello, boss. I'm doing. A th- I've been invited to talk for the radio for the Radio Academy to the Radio Academy right. with the Radio Academy. Well, they must be desperate. On uh, uh, on Wednesday, myself mm. and another esteemed phone-in radio host, James O'Brien from Elp B C. Exactly, those are losers. Yeah. Um, we're, so we're doing a talk on Wednesday night. Lovely. Thursday? No, it's Wednesday. Hang on a minute. I'm being told it's Thursday. <laughs> it's Thursday. No, it's, th- it's Wednesday. Let me check. I hope it's Wednesday. I thought it was Thursday. You've been saying Thursday for ages. No, 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 no. Can you let me know saying... so I can avoid it? Is no, that okay? Justin, listen. They want <laughs> me to. Um, it's Wednesday. You sure? you sure? Oh God, I hope it's Wednesday. Let me check. Uh, yeah. I'm busy both days anyway. Right. Well, you're yeah. not actually invited. You they want, asked me. They want. No, I didn't. Uh, I asked. Uh, you asked me in the diner. I asked. Ca- I asked Catherine, and you were there when I asked. Anyway. Anyway, I can't come either way. So. Well, they want me and this James O'Brien fella, Justin. Because Who is he? That's Ian. That's what you told me to say, isn't it? Yeah. Because we are two of Britain's leading phone-in radio hosts, and they want people want to hear the wisdom that we have to. Mm. Op- Don't look over your shoulder to see if JVS was there, Kelly. Well, I thought <laughs> <laughs> she just looked in the other studio. It's Wednesday. Yeah, it is Wednesday. I told you it was Wednesday. Oh, I can't come. You're coming, aren't you, Catherine? Yep. And Paul Scoynes and his sour milk is coming. Yep. It's not. It's not a reference to his wife, by the way. Sorry, in case anyone thought that. Oh. In case anyone thought that. We were talking. He's got sour milk in the fridge. Anyway, uh, so I, I what I'm trying to say is just I don't know mm. what I'm going to say. Um, just be yourself. 
Right. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't be hasty. Well, 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 what does that mean? Well, just just go in there and uh, and be yourself. You know, be a bit controversial, oh, a bit sweet. edgy, a bit rude. All right, you know, let's, just let's, be yourself. Let's have a practice, okay? This mm. is this is a big deal. There's, there's there's 120 seats. They've sold almost some of those seats. <laughs> there are though. No, they're almost sold out. There are a few left. Okay, mm. so people mm. want to go. They can they can go. But let's practice it. Right. So I'm I'm there. Right. Mm. So, okay. Have we got? Um, uh, any questions from the audience? You you there, sir, the fellow with the dyed ginger hair, you. Yes, um, I've got a question. Yes. Um, I want to know um, how you've kept going in radio considering you've been sacked from quite a few organisations. Well, so, so how do you well, keep reinventing yourself okay. and, and, and keep your job? OK, right. Well, uh, let, me, let me correct you there. I've, mm. I've only been sacked from um, three of the... Four previous radio stations I've worked in. Is so, the fourth this one? No, this is number. This no. I was going to say because it's. I was sacked from XFM. I was sacked from Absolute. I was sacked from Six Music. I quit LBC ah. before they sacked me. Right. <laughs> so, Can you answer the question. Come on. Um, How do you keep on reinventing yourself and right, coming back? But, okay, let's go to the um, lady with the four eyes. Yes, you, madam. Hello. Um, how on earth do you um, do it? Is it about you or is it because you have um, a genius producer? It's all about me. Oh. I am the, the producer is there merely as, to, uh, as a conduit yeah. and a tea maker and a little bit of skirt. The, the actual presentation skills come solely from me. That's what makes the show such a big success. It's a good answer. It's not a bad answer, is it? Actually, just, I might be all right with this. Yeah, absolutely. I, I might get away with it, Kath. I'm feeling it. Yeah? You yes. feel it? Yeah. Can you feel it? Yeah. You feeling it now? Yeah. Yeah? Wednesday, is it? Wednesday, you coming? I, I might be busy now. Paul Scoynes is coming with his sour milk. It's not. It's not. Now, Justin, what, what are you here for? Um, earlier on, you got talking about these uh, these oh. selfies, these no makeup yes. selfies, raising money for cancer research. Yes. Over two million pounds has been raised so far. Hang on a second, Catherine's looking sad. Why are you looking sad? Oh, no reason. Okay, fine. Well, then, cheer up, then, love. All right. Just yes. Um, talking about that this morning. Um, got what is, hang on a second. What is your? What is your I, I'm not being funny, Catherine. Is, is there something wrong? That question I asked you was really right. Because I'm. Me and I'm you. Yeah, I've got to look at your sad face while I'm trying to do an upbeat piece with Justin here. So, I, you know, if you're feeling sad, go and see HR about it. Go and speak to Lawrence. Go and speak to your line manager, whatever that means. Don't bring it into work. So, let's have a smile. <laughs> Perky smile. Maybe she could smile doing one of these selfies with, with uh, no makeup. Uh, oh, look, Ka- Kelly and Catherine are having a hug. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. All right, Catherine. <laughs> if you've got issues, I'd seriously go and talk to a professional about it. I'm not interested, all right? Yeah? Because you're not a professional. Sorry? Is it because you're not a professional? No. Oh. I'd professional something. Right. Oh. How about you professionalise that? Oh, not again. And Justin, let's get on with this, please. Yes. This is very, very important. So we are talking about the no makeup selfie. It's yeah. uh, taken over social media from last week. Over two million pounds has been raised so far. Good for them. Um, you wanted me to, to to find ladies that have had these selfies done, sure, and to find out whether they were pressurised. I know you've had emails about oh, that this morning, so that's not yes. technically right. But um, I have been talking to uh, some ladies this morning. Yeah, I here's bet what you happened. Have. Now, Helen, you've done your no makeup. Did it go well? It did indeed. Yep. Took the photo and was quite happy with it. Yeah. Did you feel under pressure to take that photograph with no makeup? No, 
not at all. As I said before, I don't, didn't mind doing it. It was all for a good cause. And as I say, if it gets a charity recognised and people hopefully donate money, yeah, then it's all good. Over £2 million raised so far. Yeah. Uh, social media absolutely full of these photographs. Yeah. Have you been quite shocked by, by what you've seen? People looking completely different. Oh, yeah. Some of my friends just look so, so different. Yeah, some of my friends don't wear makeup, so they just kind of look their usual self. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's quite good fun, actually, just sort of seeing how we all look in normal in our natural, you know... You see, I think women look better without makeup. All the photographs that I've seen of my friends, I'm thinking, you look great. Do that all the time. Yeah, I know. I think some of my friends, when looking at it, they don't really need as much makeup as they probably do put yeah. on. And, you know, just a little is enough. Sometimes too much can be probably a bit too much. Yeah, because <laughs> there is pressure on, on women to look their best uh -huh. all the time. And some people can just wear too much makeup. Mm -hmm. As a lady, do, do you feel that pressure to go out and buy the best makeup and, and look your best all the time? No, not really. I mean, the only thing is working within boots and you see all the these offers on you think oh yeah that looks nice must get that must get that but no don't feel pressured really at all to you know be overdone all the time so your advice is go and do the selfie today other people Abs listening oh, raise some more money absolutely it's all you know good fun and um but don't feel pressured even if you just make a donation that's more than enough good stuff have a good day yeah. all right so the words there of Helen, um, what I would say, Ian, it's my personal opinion from what I've seen on Facebook and Twitter in the last week or so. Ladies, you look better without makeup. Stop putting it on in the morning. All that slap, oh, you don't Justin, need it. Justin, you're, mm. listen, mate. You're just saying that no, because you I'm know not. that's what, you, what you're expected to say. No, absolutely you, not. If you went out on a Friday night mm -hmm. uh, and all the girls there didn't have makeup on... They'd look better, yeah. No, oh, you Come don't. On, it's true. It's true. That's my genuine belief. And, and secondly, I've got to be quick because I've got to uh, leave where I'm parked at the moment. But uh, what I would say is that on the flip side to this, men are now having selfies taken wearing makeup. Ian, can I make an appeal right now yeah. across Beds, Arts and Bucks? Can we get a makeup artist to come into our studio tomorrow and have us two made up and we can um, put our selfie onto to social media mm, and we can raise money as well? How does that sound? Mm, that's yes? Not, that's are you in? No, that's not going to happen. That's fine. Okay. Uh, that's why, have right. you, why have you got to move your car, Just? Um, because I've just got to move my car. What, what? Are you blocking something? Yes, I am. I'm blocking a gate. So I've got to go. Um, so makeup artist, can you uh, phone him right what? now? And uh, me and Ian will have that uh, what gate selfie you, taken tomorrow. What gate are you blocking? It's a gate. Got to go, boss. Cheers, bye. <laughs> <laughs> we know what gate he was blocking. We probably can't say what gate he was blocking. He's a we? naughty man. He's a very, very naughty man. He's a silly boy. And as for the makeup thing, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Don't need a makeup artist anyway. Yeah, I'm beautiful. I'd like to see Dealey without makeup on. Yeah, without the man's He does wear a little bit, doesn't he? Mm. He does. Whereas they wear bronzer, I think. A little bit bronzer. Fake tan classifies his makeup, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. If Imagine if he went au naturel. What, what a terrible state the world would be in. I'd love it if he was really as pale as I am. He is. Yeah. He is. It's funny where he's parked, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, why would you park there? Why, why would you park there, you know? Justin, isn't it? Imagine if it was your funeral that was blocked. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to uh, give us a call, you can do it. It's the last twenty minutes of the show. Am I sounding a bit grumpy today? Yeah. I'm feeling grumpy. Mm -hmm. Sinus headache, you see. It's a sinus oh, headache. Sinus headache. Is that what you've? Oh, I haven't heard you mention. So, yeah, I see what you're doing there. You're taking the mic, and that is out of order. I've got a medical condition. I want antibiotics, and doctors won't give you antibiotics. It's the only thing that will clear it up. I'm going to be like this for weeks. You know what you need? Go on. You need some rest. <laughs> Good night's sleep. I've not got a day off now, and, and I'm not, compla not complaining at all, but I've not got a day off now until... Um, when do I go to Euro, If you Disney? like. 
When we go upstairs, you can lay on my lap and I'll stroke your hair to sleep. Why would my hair want to go to sleep? And I'll sing you a song. I put my go head on your lap. Sleep, go to sleep. West your little old head. Something like that. For me to carry on. I feel like everyone's gone. Everyone's radio's just switched off. But what you do need is a good night's sleep. And I will help you. Because we're friends. La 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 la. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So... I don't like football, it's rubbish, but apparently there was some exciting football action at the weekend in that a foot, but the referee sent off the wrong fella. He sent off a fella that looked like another fella. Arsenal star Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, oh, you can get rid of at least one of those names, twice told Blunder Ref, Blunder Ref, Andre Mariner, he sent off the wrong man. The Birmingham official ignored him as Kieran Gibbs mistakenly saw red for handball at Chelsea. I'm slightly out of my comfort zone in the language I'm using here, but basically, there's two footballers, they look... Well, I mean, OK, right, let's describe them. They're both black, they've both got... They both got the same haircut. That's, that's as, those are the only similarities. They look like different people... But they've got the same haircut and they're both black. And they that's play it. for the same team, do they? I think they play for the same team. That would be a blunder. Um, yeah, they play for the same team. So he sent, um, he sent the wrong fella off. And people are going, hey, Ref, Ref, you've sent the wrong fella off. And he's going, no, 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 I haven't. And the, but he sent the wrong fella off. How, could, how is that possible? Andre will be mortified. I know how he... Oh, no. So, uh, I think that's, I've never read the back pages before. Mm. It's all about sports, isn't yes, it? Yes. <laughs> How, how is there so much... Is Sorry? There, is there Peanuts on there anymore? Peanuts isn't there anymore. Oh. How much is... Or Hagar the Horrible. How much is... How, how can you have so much to say about sports? There's there's Vinga. 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 Yeah, Vinga. Vinga. Horses. There's horses there. There's loads of sport, though, in There's general, a whole in world life. that we're not invited to. That's like... What's that? It's a third of the sun is, is sports. And then it's about old people having um, baths you can, you can well, walk into. if you've not known this before, you rarely get page past three, do you? That's why. Well, let's, um, why don't you dip in and maybe we can learn something and, and become sporty? All right. Well, ask, well, I know for a fact that Arsene Wenger celebrated a thousand um, matches uh, of being the, the manager of the Arsenal at the weekend. And he lost. He lost terribly. I think he lost 3-0. Have I got that right? Do you know Probably. all I know about Arsene Wenger? Yeah. Is that Jermaine Greer fancies him? Why would you call your son Arsene? If you're French. And then he goes and works for Arsenal. Or is it Chelsea he works for? No, it's Arsenal. Arsenal. Someone, is that, that's a joke, isn't it? Someone's done that for a joke. Arsene... Arsenal. So that's a joke, isn't it? It's a long payoff. It's <laughs> oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the speed sensors in Bedford, the A6 heading towards the centre of town, looking slow from the A421. And also in Luton Airport Way, really struggling. That's queuing all the way from the airport, approaching the Kidneywood roundabout. And in Hartford, the A414, very slow towards the centre of town from the A10. And also the A1M southbound, extremely heavy this morning between Letchworth and Stevenage. Uh, the M25 anti-clockwise queuing between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. And on public transport, the Central Line have trains not running between West Ryslip and Ryslip Gardens. Also severe delays between Ryslip Gardens and North Acton. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 8.46, Monday the 24th of March, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A 15-hectare solar farm could soon be powering thousands of homes at Barton Le Clay in Bedfordshire. Milton Keynes Museum says it could rehome the Red Pyramid from the Point Cinema. And a ceremony is being held to mark 70 years since the Great Escape. 8.47 or thereabouts, let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, a cold start to the day, but plenty of sunshine around throughout and largely dry as well. We've got a just slight southeasterly breeze picking up later on, though. But with temperatures only just about reaching 10 or 11 degrees Celsius, still quite chilly today. Now, tonight, we've got a, uh, a band of rain pushing eastward, so ahead of it, it starts to cloud over. And that's going to really persist through tonight and tomorrow, basically staying exactly where it is. Uh, temperatures down to 3 or 4 degrees Celsius. So tomorrow, that rain rain just fragmenting towards the afternoon so becoming patchier and lighter and then we're left with a cloudy cold end to the day. Uh, temperatures reaching 9 or 10 degrees Celsius. Some cold days to come this week in fact with occasional rain or showers but sunny spells in between. Temperatures becoming marginally better towards the end of the week. That's your latest forecast. Here's a terrifying tweet by uh, Matthew Lockwood who is one of my in inverted commas colleagues. It's not just women who shave their armpits. Oh, Matt, you're weird. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. You told 580 gags in one hour. Can I yeah. test you for one minute? I spent the whole year trying to get into classical music. It took the four seasons. Weekdays from three. We heard from Neil earlier on. He claims he was discriminated against and asked to leave a pub because he injected himself in public in full view. Insulin keeps my son alive, OK? If he doesn't inject, he'll die. Roberto Peroni. And I just thank you for the services that you do on here to help people like myself. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Last 12 minutes of the show before uh, JVS takes over. Peter's in Wolverton. Morning, Peter. Good morning, Ian. Peace be with you. Thank brother. you very much. What you got? Uh, well, makeup. I'd need uh, an inch of uh, makeup on my ugly mug to oh. uh, make it look a bit decent. There was a, there was a fashion, wasn't there? In the eight, I remember my sister trying to get me to wear makeup in the eighties. There was a fashion for boys to wear it, and I don't. That, it, 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 it's just not right, is it? Really? No, I was an old man in the eighties as well. So. Oh, blimey! Yeah. Anyway, Ebbsfleet, um, Letchworth Garden City. Picture it. Yes, uh, you're surrounded by greenery. There's hills and countryside. Beautiful. Guy, absolutely fantastic. Ebbsfleet, they're going to build this new garden city in Ebbsfleet. Yes. On two sides are going to be the face of a chalk quarry. Yep. On another side is going to be Ebbsfleet uh, International Rail Terminal, the channel 
uh, link, and on the other side is a huge railway embankment. What a view there, poor devils are going to It have. sounds beautiful, doesn't it? Oh, mind you, there is a river fleet that runs through the middle of it also. You've got to wonder what they're thinking is sometimes, don't you? Well, it, it, it's beyond belief, really, isn't it? You've seen these pictures of Kylie Minogue on the front page of the newspapers? No, I don't take newspapers, in. No, well, I only take them because I do this silly job. It's basically, Kylie, Kylie Minogue is in a short, tight red dress, and that, that's, uh, for some reason, is front-page news. Hot woman <laughs> wears tight clothes. Oh, dear, there's Russia about to invade Europe, yep. and there's this missing plane and all sorts going on, and they have to take photographs of people. I've like worked that. out what's happened to the plane. Yes. It's crashed into the sea somewhere, isn't it? There's, there, there's, no, there's no mystery to it anymore. It, it, it's, it's crashed into the sea. It's been on autopilot, it's just run out of fuel yep. and just... Dumped into the sea. Yeah, maybe, maybe there was a little bit of, um, you know, depressurisation. Is that a word? Yes, that could. They all, they all passed out on the plane. It was on autopilot. It ran out of petrol. Wallop! It's crashed in the sea. Yes, yeah, a shame. We've Sad, been, isn't it? All we've got to think is those poor people that have lost their lives and the relatives that. Are hey, did you see that the Malaysians are handling this really badly? Right? Did you see the footage at the weekend? You know, they're doing these daily press conferences where they come out and say, "Oh, basically, we don't know nothing." Um, and then there was there was one last week, Friday, I think it was Thursday or Friday, where one of the relatives of the pa- one of the passengers started shouting in the in the press. Go, well, I want to know the truth. I want to know what's going on. And so they dragged her out and locked her in a room. <laughs> Incredible. I heard that on the radio. I thought I can't believe this. This is diplomacy at its best, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think that there's any. Uh, I don't think there's any conspiracy theory around it. I think there was a horrible accident. They everyone passed out. Autopilot kicked in. Wallop. They crashed. Simple as. Yeah, you are correct, Peter. Thank you very much indeed. A package of cocaine-filled condoms was sent to the Vatican, according to reports. Two things they found. Yeah, upon. exactly. Condoms and uh, cocaine. Customs officers at Leipzig Airport in Germany found 340 grams of the drug packed into 14 condoms inside cushions from South America. It was addressed to the postal office of the Vatican mini-state ruled by Pope Francis, meaning any of its 800 residents could have opened it. Why would you send... Why would you do that? You'd send it... Well, anyway. Mm -hmm. Minger and Mrs. There's hope for us all, lads. Jammy, this is in the Sun, surprisingly, page seven. Jammy Daz wins punching above weight contest. So basically, there's an ugly fella. He's got a fit girlfriend. Playing Darren Donaghy has won a punching above your weight contest after listeners were stunned to find he is set to marry gorgeous girlfriend Kate Cathcart. He took prize. First prize on Newcastle's Metro Radio after sending in a photo. Sales advisor Darren, 29, of Newcastle, of Newcastle yesterday told how he knew he's onto a winner. Um, I heard, uh, For years I've had stick about how I managed to woo Kate. Even when we're out shopping, I get funny looks from blokes. Because the thing is, you normally go out with someone who's kind of on your... You're kind of of a similar level, aren't you? That's how it works, pretty much. If you might be lucky, you might be a seven and you might be going out with an eight, or you might be a six going out with a seven, but there's there's kind of... And sometimes you start out as a different league and then you sort of level up over the years. Oh, I levelled up. I I, I was terribly unattractive in my 20s and for for part of my 30s. Now I'm in my 40s. I think I'm kind of... I'm just getting into my stride now Mm -hmm. as as, uh, a gentleman of face. (laughs) A gentleman of face. (laughs) I used to look horrible, now I look all right. Then they've got three other um, celebrity mismatches, Okay, 
So David Walliams and his model wife, Lara Stone. I think David Walliams is... He's good-looking, isn't he? He's quite a dashing sort of chap. He's handsome. I mean, he's moon-faced. Kelly, you're pulling a a, a face to say he's not good-looking. I don't think his um, missus is that. No, she's... You're right, she's a bit... Well, she's a model. Mm, For what? Hands. Undies. Pedigree chum. (gasps) Even JVS is offended I'm by joking. that. Look, <laughs> saucer milk table. Too. I am joking. Yay. She's very pretty. Right, Kate Blanchett. Yes. Have you seen her husband? No. Andrew Upton. Shall I be googling this? Uh, Google Andrew Upton because Kate Blanchett is, is beautiful. Well. Well, she's yes. unconventionally beautiful, yes. and I like yeah. that. Okay, Andrew Upton. Right, he's a, he's just a fella. Yeah, he's just a bald fella. <laughs> And then Christina Hendricks, she's the woman from um, Mad, Men, Mad Men. With the boom, chicka, wow, wow figure. That's the fella. And her um, husband looks like um, a computer analyst. Well, some people like that. Well, you, you know, some people like that. He's done well for himself. Your, your fella's, you know, your fella's a good-looking fella. Both of your fella's are good-looking fellas. Yeah, thanks. I snag him while he'd had a few. Get him while they're weak. It's the best way to do it. <laughs> it's the best way to do it. Uh, there's more pictures of Kylie Minogue Bottom. I don't quite get the fascination with... Uh, no, everybody's got them. Some are better than others, though. Yeah. On the same height as Kylie. Here we go. Sorry? Fact. What's that got to do with anything? It's a Kelly fact. I, it's something I say whenever anyone mentions her name. You're also the same height, in that case, as um, Al Pacino. Pe- and Peggy Mitchell from EastEnders. <laughs> Uh, here are some pictures of celebrities without their makeup on. Holly Willoughby, Kim Marsh, mm. Amy Willerton, I don't know who she is. Helen Flanagan, oh, she's that lady. Catherine Jenkins. Oh, Michelle Keegan, oh dear, what have you done to your eyebrows? Colleen Rooney and Ricky Gervais. Oh, what's he like? <laughs> oh, we haven't um, seen anything from Quirky Matt in a while. Let's see what Quirky Matt's doing. Let's see what Quirky Matt's been doing. Is he the Telegraph? No, he's the Times, isn't he? All the Times. Is he the Times or is he the Telegraph? I thought it was Telegraph. Lee in Sandy sends a text message through. He thinks she should do the socks thing. I'm not doing the socks thing. No, you don't want that. And JVS. JVS is up for it. Matt's not anywhere. What? Matt's not anywhere. But he's so quirky. What are we going to do with our day without... I'll do one. I wouldn't bother. We'll get by We'll get by, don't worry. We'll get by. Let's have a quick look at uh, a couple of the other page papers before JVS takes over and does his thing. The Daily Mail. Um, British girl dead after shooting US policeman. Gosh. Um, truth over corruption files police shredded. And the, the Express, I've lost the middle of the Express, which, let's be honest, is no great... a great loss, is it? In this, the, 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 the scheme of things. Uh, the front page of the Express is lifestyle is key to beating dementia. Oh, right. I see. It's lifestyle is the key to it, is it? Right. I see. Excellent. Thank you. Healthy living protects against disease. This is according to Joe Willie, who is the health editor. Come on. What? You can do. If your name was Willie or Cox, you would change it, wouldn't you? To Wiley and Cox. <laughs> yes, you would, wouldn't you? Kelly Cox. Courtney didn't, did she? Not lately. That sounds worse. Courtney Cox, yeah, not, not lately. Yeah, like you're asking a question. Yeah. A healthy lifestyle... <laughs> well, I don't get it. A healthy lifestyle does beat dementia. And the sooner... <laughs> say that? A healthy lifestyle does beat dementia. And the sooner people ditch bad habits, the better. Professor John... You're right in there. <sighs> Professor John Gallagher said a good diet... It's the same thing they said the other week. 
Are you paying attention? Because I'm going to stop you from getting dimen- yes, d- dimensions. Oh, Dementia. You've already got it. It's the same thing they say every week. Uh, a, a good diet, not smoking, taking exercise and limiting alcohol intake are more important than genetics for cutting the risk of Alzheimer's. Well, it is the same... Cutting the risk, you're still at risk. It just, just take care of yourself, is what they're saying. And you might not be ill when you're older. Most importantly, it's never too late to make simple changes to lifestyle to help protect against the killer brain disease. Well, it's, I would suggest it's too late if you've got it. And rather than trying to fix everything at once, he suggests altering just one thing at a time. Speaking exclusively to the Daily Express, mm. Professor Gallagher said, "No, no, 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 smoking, no, 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 alcohol, no, 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 no." Burgers. That's what he said. Well, we've kind of uh, petered out of steam there, which is always is always a, a, as good a way as any to end a show. You, you can't; they can't all be gold. They can't all be Sony gold, can they? Sometimes you have to have um, some that are a little bit dull to highlight the ones that are quite good. You know, sometimes you do. And that, let's be honest, that that um, solar story wasn't a story. You know, <laughs> some solar panels are going to happen. Good for them. Well done. Best of luck to them. If you want to get in touch, Ian Lee at BBC. Yes, covering it on Drive tonight. Sorry. They are going to be talking to the person that we're not going to be talking to on Drive tonight. Well, so good. maybe we missed something. Maybe maybe we missed something. Some some solar panels are going to be fitted. No one disagrees with it. Everyone thinks it's a good idea. Great, great news for them. Well done. Uh, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk is the email address if you want to get in touch. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. At Staples Corner, the A406 westbound is partially blocked after an accident and we've got long delays on the approach with lots of queues at the moment. On the speed sensors, the A5 slow going in both directions between Houghton Regis and Dunstable. And in Hitchin, the A505 and A602 both queuing to head towards the centre of town. The A1M southbound very heavy between Letchworth and Stevenage and the M25 anti-clockwise queuing between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. Public Transport Central Line has trains not running between West Ryslip and Ryslip Gardens. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. That's it, that's your lot. I'll be back tomorrow at six. JVS is up next. Until then, from me, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock. <laughs>